Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. Our movie right now is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Press play and press pause on that thing when the Warner Brothers logo fades to black at the first frame you perceive of all black after that Warner Brothers logo is gone. Press pause on a second. I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Of course, but I don't know how many friends in your head at this point. Like each one of us only counts as like two thirds of someone right now because we're not all here. But in any case, right now on the mics, myself as always, Tig Christie, and my friend Kyle Mattingly, Mudbloods, Eddie the Eddie Doty, uh, and Michael Dorkman Scott. Wop, wop, wop. And behind me, I got Holden and Spork. I don't know why I'm here. Alternatively, we're all here because we're not all there. Hey, oh, I like well that. Well played. I like the turn. That's our phrase. new. Uh, I'm putting that on a shirt. I was also, say, yeah. also, since Holden is is like holding, and Spork is an object, their name is a sentence. Well, not really a sentence. Holden but some, Spork. Something someone could be doing. I really what are like, you doing? I'm holding Spork. I really like their second album. I think that was like my favorite. Holden it's an Spork. activity. You two are an activity. They opened up for Fisher Spooner uh, yeah. <laughs> back at the Palladium. I'm sorry. Is anyone tired? Okay, so right now our malaria is up to uh, $3,590. Jesus. Our most recent donation is from Sidsel and Tomahawk. Thank you very $40. much, guys. Tomahawk's still, still awake. Yep. And still donating. Did you take a nap? Did you take a nap? Yep, cheater. And uh, yeah, and we're uh, we're good to go here. We're uh, looking at six fifty three in the morning at this point, and we have been up since well before noon yesterday. So, oh yeah, you guys ready you to guys get started on up? this? How many how many of you guys have been up the whole time? I I, uh, I took a one hour nap. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning yesterday. Yeah. What day are we talking? And about? I I didn't ever I, I didn't sleep for like a week before too. that. Okay, yeah. what time is it? It's uh, kind of on seven in the morning. It's seven, which means it's ten, which means you're in you're you're on sixty hours, I think. No. No. We'll figure it out. Over the course of the next few minutes, work on that math. For now, you guys have the Deathly Hallows Part 1 in and ready to go, as we do here. If Seth Brower also has it ready to go, I'm getting a thumbs up from the man with the button. All right. Hmm. You're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo has faded to black. Three, two, one, on the pause. We've actually, because because we always uh, um, start after the, uh, the logos, that's our, our, yeah. always our sync point, um, it's worth pointing out that... The the development of the logo over time has it's started so from, much better. It's yeah. well, it start well, but it also started from completely pristine and pretty gold. to and gold to a little bit tarnished to this one. It just completely decays away into into you know rust and 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 uh, the Harry decay. Potter logos have also gotten really cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bill Nye, I I love him, but just about every role he plays. He does this thing where he looks like in between every line or every time he pauses, he's like surprised to find out he is where he is. Right. <laughs> he's got this. He's always got, got this moment like, yep. yeah, he's got this moment where it's just. <laughs> and so, I don't get that vibe at all, but if I did, I'd probably think that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if I got he's, that vibe, I'd like that vibe. So he's he's playing Rufus Scrimger, who was is in, not. He was introduced in uh, in the books in, in Half-Blood Prince. Um uh, he was head of the aura office who was elevated to minister of magic when Very fudge was ousted um and uh yeah it's it's unfortunate that they didn't get more of him he was hired for the half blood prince movie yes. to play scrimger and they wound up cutting yeah. his scenes and he only wound up um here. thank you mugglenet for the tweet everyone go to everyone to twitter.com slash mugglenet and retweet that tweet will you <laughs> which yes. one oh there we go oh oh by the way you people in the future hi how are gas prices? Uh, Ignore yeah. that. Uh, Tomahawk, Tomahawk did the math. Apparently, we're over eleven hundred nets, so that's eleven hundred human beings. All right, so times two, so that's twenty-two hundred people times three years. So we're looking at 
6,600 years right now of well, human life. We've I'm not even concerned about years because who knows. But, you know, like just that many people being less miserable because yeah. of us. It's 2,200 people right there. This, Mrs. Is the, this is the best thing I've ever done with a, a 24 hours of my time. You were I on Jerry Springer, so weren't you? Michelle Honestly, Granger. I love this uh, Mrs. so much. Michelle Fairley as uh, Miss Granger, who later yeah. plays Catelyn Stark. Yep. I love this sequence. I love, I love so that much. we see it. Yeah. Although these pictures are going to be a little hard to explain. It's like, I guess I really like that couch. I, yeah. know. I really like backdrops, I yeah. suppose. And I'm bad at framing photos. Yeah. But, um, she should replace herself with a doll. Yeah, it was something because <laughs> that because could get weird says fast. that Hermione should have replaced herself with a dog. Yeah, because it should because. Well, do we ever, do she, we ever see Crookshanks again? She, she talks about there? doing this. Um, she talks about that she did this in the Deathly Hallows book, but it's yeah. not. You never see it. You don't see it because you stick. Him. You're with Harry. You stick with Harry mm-hmm. throughout the story, and um, so you're not going to see that. There is a whole scene with the Dursleys. There's two scenes actually. Yeah. Um, with the Dursleys, there's the one from the book, which is of. Um, kind of a redemption for yeah, Dudley. Yeah, for Dudley, yeah. Dudley Which says, I think Thanks. was very important. I yeah. think it was important. I see why they cut it for the pacing of what the way they wanted to open it with this kind of build up and everybody uh-huh. kind of kind of preparing to leave home or leaving home. Um, and also they did shoot it and, and they cut it and it's on the DVD. And uh, Harry Melling, who plays Dudley, lost a crap ton of weight. Oh really? He's super skinny and lean. Screwed now. everything so, up. So they put, so they had to put a fat suit on him, and it is not a successful fat right, suit. Right, right, right. Um, and that probably had something to do with why they they decided to uh, to remove it. So here again, the grading. I don't know what's going on until it gets up to his face, and I can actually see it. Um, <laughs> Snape does everything so dramatically. The yeah. way he just like look. Let's be honest. Snape is a theater kid. I mean, for real. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was surprised when we saw his house at the beginning of the last movie. And it was just like, eh, some bookshelves. Yeah. I love that. I do. Um, uh, Alex Ruger earlier, or, or one of our many composer friends, um, was. God, we're littered with those guys. I know. Was talking about um, was talking about how he loves Displa's stuff. And I think this build up here um, to to the scene, him walking in is is really fantastic. Um, the Charity Burbage uh, in the background there, whenever she is in the background, that is a very lifelike puppet that's been, or, or you know, dummy that's kind of got servos and stuff to I want that around. in my closet too. Yeah, that's going to be a weird closet. Um, but, you know, what are you going to Oh, cool. A bunch of people did retweet that MogoNet thing. I'm sure some of those are our fault. <laughs> Huzzah. Seriously, MogoNet has been totally awesome throughout all of this and they've yeah. done a... I mean, it's been a, I think it's been a, a mutual thing, but we've had a blast talking to those guys and, and planning this stuff with them. And all throughout this, they've been helping us with tweeting it and getting the word out and awesome stuff. Awesome folks. And I'm happy to know them, man. Yeah. Yeah. The knowing at the end what, um, what Snape is playing, it's like, wow, this is a really intense scene for yeah. him to be sitting through. Yeah. Pius Thickness here, interesting departure from the book. He is, uh, he's the puppet uh, minister that is installed after yeah. they kill Scrimger. He Dude, is, I want the title puppet minister. He is he's imperious in the book, but here there's he's, no indication yeah. of that. He is straight up a Death Eater on their side. So which simplifies things and and I think makes it a little better, or ma- makes him a little more deserving of being just unceremoniously murdered <laughs> by Voldemort when he gets upset a little later. So it is as we would. Dis- discover in Snape's memories, but not necessarily. Uh, we don't in the in the movie. 
it's Dumbledore's idea to essentially betray Harry's being the the date being changed so that Voldemort will continue to trust Snape. Um, but he also gives him the idea to give Mundungus the idea to do the seven potters and confuse them. So it's it's a little bit complicated and they don't really bother to go through it. Which the the problem is that they they're like, we've been betrayed, someone someone told them. And as far as the movie is concerned, that's probably is Mundungus who 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 betrayed them. Yeah. Um it's it's never really explained that it was a, a more much more complicated thing. So this is the first we're actually hearing about the twin cores yeah. Yeah. in the movies. Which at this point it's almost as though you could just leave it out. Yeah. And not bother. What do you guys think of the T one thousand effect on uh, the hand for for oh, Wormtail? For, for Wormtail, yeah, it's okay. It's, it, it's it looks a choice. It, it looks identical to the T one thousand effect on the T one thousand and think, the Silver Surfer. I think it's me. a. Uh, I think it's. I think it's actually a glove, though. I don't think it's a. a well, I'm sure. Effect, I'm sure but. it is in in like most shots, but when he kills himself with it and when yeah. It, he doesn't do that in the movie, and that's a big problem. Does he not do that? No. Nope. What happens in the movie? He just gets knocked out by Dobby. God. I know, yeah. But uh, this scene, Jason Isaacs um, talks a bit in the behind the scenes, and he's like, he's playing so many levels in this. He's he's like he's terrified. He's, he's so certain that you don't ask for a person's wand. You know, the the fact that Voldemort is taking his wand away, Voldemort, he's Lucius has to face the fact that he's like, okay, there is no place for me in the new regime, and then he snaps off his little, you know, little handle thing. His his the handle. Um, and what what he's playing here, which I didn't really get, was he is certain that Voldemort is going to test out the wand by killing him. Oh, right? yes, yes, yeah. And in he, the chat, Doc Sub points out, this is the first time we ever see Voldemort when he's not in the midst of like trying to kill Harry. So this is like our first sense of, here's how Voldemort is as a leader. And the answer is Al Capone untouchables. Like, that's what he, that's yes. what he is. Yeah. Oh, Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. Doc Sub makes a point that the twin cores thing was introduced back in the first film when he said the the phoenix that gave you know a feather for your wand, which by the way is is apparently fox. Uh, that is canon, yes. unlike the the snake in the first one being Nagini. But fox it gave also the feathers. Makes more sense. Um, yes, it is introduced that that the the both wands have the same have tail feathers from the same phoenix. But the fact that the twin cores protect them from each other yeah. has not been stated uh, in the films. And and has to have come from Ollivander, basically. He is great here playing the the disgust with with yeah. muggles and stuff like that. It probably helps that he's played a Nazi, uh, you know, at least once, because <laughs> he's like, oh, yo, no, I'm doing that thing, but with nonsense words. I totally get it. It also makes it self-loathing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. The, I mean, we were talking about the uh, you know the Hitler parallels earlier. He's obsessed with pure bloods and stuff like that, but he himself is a half blood. I still think the Hitler parallels is a good band name. Yeah, that's come up twice now, you guys. I'm telling you, that's how His much staying hands, power it has. Voldemort's hands are very specific. Mm -hmm. uh, very long nails, like very which is crazy to me because he comes out with like no hair at all, no eyebrows, no hair. So it's like, oh, so he's a new boy. He hasn't grown any hair yet, but then he's got really long fingernails. This is a CG snake for those asking uh, for, for Sir Christopher in the um, chat. Later on in the book, I think there's a point where... Um, that could have been the, the, the cold open, by the way. I yeah. almost want to see the title come up after that, but sorry, you were going to What, what with Dumbledore falling? Uh, no, when no, uh, after the, the snake I was going to say, that, that's, right. that's two towers. That's where the book starts, Twin I think, with that towers. scene. Yes, yeah, right. you're correct. And then all of a sudden, mirror. 
Yeah. And then there's a mirror. Uh, oh. There's the un- yeah. Yeah, unexplained well, mirror. There's what, a point later on, I think, in the, the during the battle, I think that that she describes Voldemort as having Nagini draped over his shoulders. Yeah. And the, dun, 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 yeah. I can't I see what you did with he's the boa. A, he's a theater kid too. Mommy, wow. What a depressing I'm a flat. stage kid now. Yeah, right. So, uh, well, just a <laughs> lot of way a lot of going straight back. <laughs> it took like an hour ago. We were still like cranking out some quality stuff, and now it's just like <laughs> Britney Spears. So there's a lot of uh, stuff. I'm still trying. Yeah, Mike's there's, still- there's a lot of stuff going back to we've been talking about. Um, you know, reflecting back to to the book. So seven reflects or has a you know was a, one. The, the ring comes. Yeah. So now we're back to the we're back to one. We're back to the cupboard. We haven't gone back to this cupboard since the very first one. We've got the the mirror, which is baffling in this one, frankly, because it wasn't set up in uh, in order of the phoenix. But mm-hmm. we've got we've got this mirror that's important versus the mirror of Erised. Um One of the things, of that course, I- Hagrid Hagrid brought him here in the motorcycle, and Hagrid is going to take him away. Um, you know, forever uh, in in a little bit here. One of the things that happened when I was talking to uh, the MuggleNet folks is we were talking about the ring composition stuff and to what extent is that decimated by splitting that last movie in half? Because for one thing, it does take away a little bit of the symmetry that you get with an inherent odd number with four just being central and then the other three sort of orbiting it. But uh, one of the people was able to come up with a few things that still hold true, but the ring theory is really more of a book artifact than a movie artifact. Well, what do you mean? Uh, in terms of well, se- I, I count seven and eight as one, so eight is going to yeah. reflect back. to If you one do that, well. then of course it's the same. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I'm going to be talking about as including them as as one. And now, so what's funny is from- prior to all these conversations about ring composition and all of that stuff, the last time I was familiar, I'm, I'm familiar with they this They never concept. actually. By the way, they never actually get out the fact that they had a son. Yeah. It yeah. just just yeah. after they're dead, Harry is like, oh, and your son, who you <laughs> never told me about, by the way. Is who he's now responsible for. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's ultimately he's yeah. the Godfather. Yep. Yeah. Oh, That's, and by the way, Hagrid just just told Harry, uh, "You're looking fit." Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which is we well, know which is uh like you're looking good. The British yeah. for like handsome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure fit means like in shape. In no. England. No. In England, it means handsome. Yeah. Well, yeah, but in a. In England, it means handsome. The end. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. it. In any case, there's, uh, it's yeah. an odd thing to say. And it's in England, England, it's not. There. It's, it's England, not over it's there. Not, fit, not, okay. a, not out at all. Anyway, uh, the ring composition thing is a concept that I'm more familiar with in the context of What Are You Doing movie as something that, while the con- we, we, we don't joke about the concept, we joke about our reference to the concept, which is it harkens back to like about behind the scenes extra stuff from the prequel DVDs where George Lucas is going through stuff and trying to explain his choices and going, you see, it's like poetry. It, it rhymes. Yeah. And it's that's it's basically the same theory. We're making fun of George because we don't like the decision she ended up making rhyme, but it's the same idea, you know, with the prequels being about, you know, this one is this and this one's that. It's a little bit less specifically ring in terms of like having a central uh fixed point in the middle and then things are orbiting it as you go out in concentric circles with star wars it's basically just a repeat with different themes the next time yeah. here's the difference the, the rowling rolling model makes sure that she revisits every single uh part of the the path that she took and uh, made made some sort of resolution on it and made it you know finish it out to her to her liking and make sure everything is wrapped up and make sure nothing is left hanging George Lucas's idea of rhyming is like clone trooper banged his head. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess there's two guys shooting and one of them definitely shoots first this time guys. And 
Yeah. Little kid. Mm, yeah, there's no, no thematic reason. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to do a thing again. <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe in drag right there is pretty funny. Mm. Yeah. So. He was, and he, uh, he's, Dan Radcliffe and Emma Watson's underwear. He's very funny in the in the uh, in the behind the scenes stuff. Going, I looked great in Fleur's outfit. <laughs> I know it's gonna make more people say I'm gay, and I don't give a damn. I looked awesome. What, what in I that love outfit. is the, what I love is the the women he's playing do very convincing female facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. he's well, he's perfect as as. Hermione and yeah. none of them, none of them have any like shame about his body. That's something they address yeah, in the that's book. That's the right? gag of the book. They're just like sitting oh, well, there with their bits flopping out. Like in, what? These aren't mine. It, it, the interesting <laughs> thing is, there was a rumor that there was going to be a nude scene because he'd done Equus, so it's like, well, he'll show his junk to anybody. That would be amazing. And, <laughs> there were just eight naked. Just ask him. Dongs. Yeah, and and so so there was the thought that it was going to be this scene. That the nude, quote unquote, nude scene is actually the vision in the Horcrux, uh, uh, which yeah. is not actually uh, nude, but it, oh, it right, appears yeah. nude. It's nudish. Um, yeah. Now, but. I wonder how you approach that as an actor when you're tasked, you know, you're Dan, and you're like, okay, now you got to nail Emma Watson. Now you gotta, I wonder what your preparation <laughs> is. Uh-huh. I wonder if, they basically, if they basically just did him the favor of having all those actors perform what they that, did, no, what they just did, mimicked it? Or? It was motion control, and, and obviously, and they did, you know, uh, he says... They did 95 passes. Uh, you know, they did about 10 takes per. per oh, I don't character. mean the effect. I mean his performance. Well, well, what well, they I mean, what they did was they would Hermione. they would have him. They would have the characters come in. Uh, they would have the actors come in. He would watch them do it once or twice, and, and just then, use their take as reference. And then he'd do 10 or 11 takes and and just try to yeah try to nail their personality. But uh, according to you know the the trivia, he got he he knew Emma Watson so well that he got her on the first take, uh, and they're right. like, well, moving on. Well, Perfect. it's like I, I I have maybe like ten memories from before I was the age ten. Yeah, and so like his whole life he's been around Emma Watson yeah. and Ron and this. This uh, reveal of the of the battle with the Death Eaters is fantastic. This is exactly what you know. It's you a picture. little confusing. Well, this it's confusing, but it's overwhelming. I feel like that. Yeah, it's like that. It's like it's like the, it reminds me of the scene in 2009 Star Trek where they come out of warp and it, it, it's a slaughter. Yeah. Like just every ship is falling apart, and yeah, that's cool. But there needed to be slightly more indication that they were actually Death Eaters and not like a lightning storm with yeah. a bunch of brooms in it or something. Well, I think it's pretty clear once they actually get in there that there's a pursuit and there's a, a battle. And, right. and then we get here. By now, you know which, what's happening. Which is, this is fantastic effects work. All of that is digital, which they could never have done 10 right. years before. Right. Who'd have know? thought there would be a motorcycle car chase in Harry Potter? Yeah. And it would be really genuinely a good one. Yeah. This is, this, they actually shot, they shot this in a tunnel, but it was a four lane tunnel and they thought two lanes would have been scary. So most of the, the road and the cars are real, but everything around it is digitally reconstructed. Right. So, um, but I think this is fantastic. I do think the music is great. It's not as, like we were talking about before, John Williams, you could hum this, and I cannot hum this, but I think it is perfect for the scene. Um, I like this use of Hedwig being yeah. what gives him away. Um, in, the, in the book, Aww. Hedwig is in her cage, and she's killed by basically a stray curse yeah, yeah. the and fact the that have she never Hedwigs. gets out of the carriage yeah the fact that the fact that she's trying to protect him and she Way takes better. the curse and that's what gives him away is much better is much better than him giving it away by doing expelliarmus honestly um i, I think that makes her death mean more and i think that's that's much mean more, more yeah but I, mean more yes but i think they're equally sad for oh, different yeah. reasons totally because for one it's like oh that's so touching that Hedwig was going to protect him to the end and the other one is just like Hedwig could not have helped herself she was stuck in a cage that's that's horrible this i gotta say makes honestly 
almost no sense. This makes very little sense. <laughs> that, no, this, this makes happened. sense to me. No, it, well, I, I can I can retcon it. Yeah, but I even believe in, her retcon. Even in the well, even in the book, it only makes half sense. Yes. Even in the book, every all the characters kind of go, yeah, I don't. That doesn't. I never heard of that. Uh, by the way, little detail in the background: all the lights going out because he's taking down the power yeah. grid. Yeah. But um, the yeah, the characters go. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I never heard of that happening before. What I think it's, happened is, and and it's a very kind of convoluted thing, and it it makes a little bit of sense with Harry the Horcrux. It's like so he was knocked out. So kind of his wand had to take over, and it was sort of being controlled by the Voldemort part of him, like a Wi-Fi thing almost because they were close <laughs> enough. So it was like Voldemort directed by Bluetooth. Yeah, Voldemort was directing his wand. And Voldemort was having the thought, kill my enemy. And so the Voldemort in him was basically like, okay, direct wand, kill enemy, and recognize Voldemort as like same person and enemy. So it was this weird, bizarre thing. They have, the, it, they have the same Wi-Fi key. I really don't understand why you're having trouble understanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's they worth were, pointing out that they did, in fact, uh, put like burn marks all over the burrow. People are like, but it's just suddenly back. It's like, well, it's burned up. But it is not very, very clear that it's burned up most also, of the time. Also, a wizard did it, so yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah. It's a wizard. Well, it was... They couldn't make it any nicer, though? Yeah. This is the best they could do? Well, that's that's the argument for why it looks like that in the first place. Their tent Slimy, is nicer than the, their, their house. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, now we're, we're now we're getting the... Uh, the, the test, super which again, aggressive and awesome doppelganger test. Yeah, but but again, uh, uh, behaving as though this is this is a sequel to the books and not the movies, because the question he asks him is not true of the movies, as far as we know. Yeah. We never see this scene, but it is the case in the books that there's a Grindy Low the first time he goes to visit Lupin in, tank, in his office. Yeah. They could have just set up a password before. <laughs> yeah. Before leaving. Wait, wait, what? Do yeah, you my mean? my my parents, I. I my parents did that. They they gave us a like when we were kids. They, they were like, "They would say you with a wand, huh?" No. Yeah, no. They they would they would say like, "We there's a there's a password, there's a password that we have." Yeah. So if somebody comes to your school and says your parents right. you know asked me to pick you well, up because there's a yeah. problem or something, you have to we ask had them the same for thing, this. Yeah. What or was the password? And if, uh, don't tell people. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to use the same no, one. Sir, I, I want to pick you up at school, Michael. Yeah. No. The the password. Uh, I won't say what it was, but it was the name. It was It was the name of my dad's childhood cat. Oh. So that's that's what the password was. But. Wow. With that, I could socially brute force my way into You're any bank account in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so he says Hedwig is what gave me away, as opposed to the complicated. Oh, because I expelliarmus instead of yeah. Cause Stan Shunpike and this that and the other. That's good because it it also takes away another Harry, you're an idiot moment. Yeah. It, which is in the book. You fool, you used your signature move. Oh, really nice. Yeah, yeah that's it, a really smooth transition. I like it. And I like and I like the moment coming up here with with Harry coming and grabbing both of them like, "Oh my god." You know, he was so frightened of of losing anyone but especially them. It should sure would have been nice to actually see Ron be brilliant. Right. How yeah. do you guys feel about Tonks in the movie? Love her. All these movies. I, I want more. She of her. Do I want anything. so much. Yeah, more she doesn't of her. do anything, but I, I love her. I want more of her. I love her in the books a lot. Never quite lives up to, you know. And some nice yeah. first aid there. I do not know why she bothered doing this. I'm doing what? Blowing off one of their ears when we know it's coming later. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it's but, but it's the other one that Snape well, yeah, did that but, by accident. I yeah, think, right? Snape did it by accident. Yeah, he was actually he was trying to to knock one of the Death Eaters off course to kind of to to. 
help protect these guys, <laughs> and it it went Orion actually shaved off. Yeah, uh, but what I'm saying is like I don't I don't even understand the point of putting this in the book because it's like <laughs> if this is one of those things that's in your last novel that's supposed to be like oh man everyone suffered somehow. It's like ah oh, yeah Fred got his ear cut yeah. off, and then it's like no George died. <sighs> Well, George so. got the ear blown off and Fred died. Right, I think. Yeah. But, well, uh, what, but I think I think that's actually almost supposed to be a red herring where you're yeah, like, okay, he got his ear he got his ear blown off, so that those two will Fred be fine. Nope, that yeah. does it for them. <laughs> They're gonna make it through. And uh, nope, I'm gonna get blown up. Bill, there is uh, Brendan Gleeson's son. Yep, Donald yep, Gleeson, right. who shows up and he's like, "Hey, Bill Weasley, should have been here four movies ago, but uh, sorry that about that. Yeah, here I am." Because uh, we have to have my wedding now. Like I said, I think I think you could have made it Lupin and Tonks's wedding, and yeah. it, it, and, yeah. and come to the same thing. But then we wouldn't have gotten more seven point five out of ten Flor Delacour. Uh, uh, cat, cat. <laughs> See, even Slughorn agrees. In our uh, in the chat room, points out that Tonks is a Hufflepuff. So yep. What what. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I like I like that they occasionally get mileage out of the the previous films. They're like, oh, let's let's get five minutes out of. No, that's how we have we that have Vogue footage of them. <laughs> uh, the one thing I have, and rewatching it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It's it's hard for me as as you know <coughs> someone who's read the books and is familiar with them, um, to to take a step back and go, okay, as someone not reading the books, do I understand this? The Voldemort's what he's up to is not as obtuse as I thought it was. There's just certainly not nearly as much information as the book gives. What do you mean obtuse? I I wasn't sure if you obtuse. Could, is if it you deliberate? could understand what Voldemort's goal was through what his plot was until uh, the answer is no. As someone who hasn't read the books in quite a while and was just brushing up on these movies, I'm not clear on what Do you Walmart mean the wants. specific okay. details of well, his strategy or what he wants? His, uh, the, Both. The step-to-step process and what he wants, because we don't find out we about talked the about, Elder Wand until the We talked end. about the concept yeah. of engagement on Inception, about the difference between just going along with the movie because it's happening and you can't stop it, and also understanding what's happening and being able to like react realistically to every change in the plot. Like, oh shit, that happened, so now I understand why this is going to be different than I thought it was going to be. Oh no, now what? Yeah. I'm not engaged with what Voldemort's trying to do. I'm just kind of like, oh, he's doing this now uh, as a viewer. I could be paying closer attention, but yeah. it wasn't immediately apparent to me what Voldemort wanted. It, part of it is that he keeps changing his his plan yeah. um, when he comes back. Um, and we get... There's a great moment at the beginning of uh, Half-Blood Prince when we get basically the Snape fac. Yeah. Um, you know why... How, how, why did you do this? Why haven't you killed Harry in five years? And he gives right. like six different answers. Yeah. This is this is the moment like when he's when he's you know because Harry's kind of slight and I look at Ron and I'm like Jesus he is huge. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's he, compared to Harry he looks incredibly. He's put together. Yeah. He's fit. He's yeah, fit. He's he looks fit. fit. But just but I it, it strikes me as number one he was a tiny kid and and number two just. Thinking of what Ron is supposed to be in the like, look at him side by side right there. What what Ron is supposed to be in the book? He's supposed to be tall and lanky, and it's like no, he's like Harry's bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. in the, Ron is like in Thor. Yeah, he's like massive. It, it helps that Harry reached full height at like fourteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ron's just a weed. But uh, yeah, so 
this movie reminds us what the plot is that we're leading into. And Deathly Hallows Part 2 will have another time where they have a little bit of an as-you-know conversation just to be like, okay, in case you're retarded and watching the eighth film in a series, <laughs> without, we're going to give you a quick overview of what we're trying to accomplish here. Now, I've seen arguments on the internet about uh, Harry's actions in this book and in the parts of the book that are in this movie. Uh, that I find to be a little bit confusing because okay. I've seen arguments regarding the question, is Harry, by way of behavior, being a total dick to all of his friends in this book? And I'm like, no. I don't think that question counts when these are the stakes and he's totally oh, right no. procedurally about what needs to and happen this now. this is the moment when I realized where he's like, I, I, I want to to Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right there. Nice me, She looks like a young Sharon Osbourne. There, I fixed it for you. What? No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. Look evil and terrible and awful mm. and a horrible woman. Yeah, she does. So anyway, and the question was basically boiling <laughs> she looks down to. Like okay, Sharon okay, Osborne. moving on. She was, <laughs> the question was yeah. boiling down to because Harry has the sort of impulse to leave his friends behind and all this, and Ron gets all pissy about this, and he's gonna miss the wedding. Is Harry being a total asshole? I'm like, no, no. Harry's right. <laughs> Harry's now I understand that, that that it's they might feel like dismissed Sorry. by that, but ultimately they need to get on board, not he needs to get no, on board. No, it's not. Well, it's not a matter of them feeling dismissed. It's like, okay, listen, this I is for real. You I guys. understand that you, but but them, it's like I understand that that they're telling him. It's like I understand that you feel like you're putting us in danger, <laughs> but. We need we need to protect you because as far as we know, you're the only chance we have. And you're not that, like, on your own. <laughs> you're okay. It's like, you're okay. We, you, you need help. You need help in it's your like, life. It's like Do you remember when, the chess game, Harry? Yeah. It's like when you're playing a, a MMO or, or you know, World of Warcraft, anything like that. And, and if a tank decides to be heroic by rushing away And Harry's all like, Leroy Jenkins! Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wait, no! Oh. We should okay. be brewing Harry some more luck serum. Yeah, all so, the time. Why not, again, <laughs> Phoenix Tears, luck serum. Keep these in stock. Yeah. Like, just keep them on draft. injections. So, so again, if if you just watch Bill Nye about every other line, he does this like blink reset thing, yeah, where it's right. like, "Whoa, <laughs> where am I again? Well, What's going it's, on?" It's Damn because, it! It's because like he's he's compressing intensity into every single thing he says. Yeah. So he has to take a moment between each yeah. word to make sure that it's like Brian between every every between every word it's like beep level of yeah. every well he's trying to he's trying to stuff word. in two two movies worth of performance into a single scene we bring back the deluminator here yeah, yeah bring back like the, the lamest I am, callback <laughs> i am i am i mean it is a callback it's a reflection back to number one not even going to pretend i think this was planned <laughs> right. not even this is not dumb. even for a this second this whole thing is dumb it's because not even a sonic screwdriver. It, it's it's <laughs> it's less cool. The the fact that it's uh, I feel even watching this I felt or reading it uh, I felt kind of the retcon where it's referred to as the put outer and it's like right. that's just something that wizards have and yeah. do and then it's like no it's a special thing that Dumbledore <laughs> made and he passed it on to, it's like no it's a light switch but it also leads you back yeah. to your friends. You are making this up, <laughs> yeah. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Dumbledore would not need that. Dumbledore and I, lived with his friends. I do, I do love that bit where, so true, yeah. uh, again, uh, you know, he's like wicked, and he just sits there for a second, but before being like, "Okay, like, anyway, Hermione, <laughs> he, uh, to Hermione Granger, I leave." Blah blah blah. 
But uh, finally, something Ron knows that Harry doesn't, or that uh, Hermione. I was talking to two Muggleborn. It's like, come on, Babbity Rabbity. What? Yeah, everybody knows Babbity Rabbity. To be fair, if someone's like, and in the in the book, uh, Hermione is like, we were raised by Muggles. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) We have never heard of this. To be fair, though, if someone says, "Oh, here's this book. It's called Tales of Beetle the Bard." Oh, you mean like Babbity Rabbity? If you looked at them like confused, you're an idiot. (laughs) It's it's a book called Tales of Beetle the Bard. It's a story called Babbity Rabbity. Why do you need to look confused? It's just a story about a rabbit. Well, it's a little confusing why he's so excited about it's it. It's several yeah. different stories, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a short yeah. story. Was like, yeah, it's he, well, he, he, he starts rattling off names. The yeah. wizard and the hopping pop, Babbity Rabbity, and, the, and he's like, come on, right? Yeah, but if I listed off a bunch of fairy tales you'd never heard of before, would you look at me like, I that's can't believe I would look at you the basically goal. the way I've been looking no, at that's you kind all of, That's kind of the point. I've never heard of. Oh, and also the sort of uh, to, yeah. To be to be fair, there there is a a bit of anger where it's like Dumbledore just set him off on this mission and, and told them nothing about how to destroy him. It's like he tried to give him the sword. If they just had the sword, right, he'd be, be like, fair. "Here's how you find them, and then do that." But why doesn't Snape give it to them? Because Snape actually has it. The implication here is that the Snape ministry is controls very busy it. being a Death Eater who runs. Yeah, Hogwarts. Snape Snape has to. He can't be seen to give it to them. But he doesn't give it to them. Well, right, yeah. But I mean, he, he gives it to them in secret. But he doesn't do it until Dumbledore's portrait tells right. him to do it, which is weird. That's the only time they know where they are. Yeah, they never quite explain how much consciousness and memory portraits they, have. They never did what? Oh, yeah. Say how what? Much, how, they never explained how much consciousness uh, portraits have. Um, in the book, what it's we're like about a, to see, fragment, yeah. Harry, um, Harry takes... Polyjuice potion, and he is uh, uncle, uh, cousin Barney, Barney Weasley. Um, there, there are several. There are several points. He spends a lot of this book polyjuice, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, wisely, I think, if he's not going to be under a, a an invis- his invisibility cloak. Um, so, uh, uh, that to say, it it seems like poor judgment on the character's part to not do that when he's you know undesirable number one and he's just walking around in full view the minister knows where he is and um all that (laughs) and uh but in in fairness to you know to rolling she she realized that and sorted that out in in the book and in fairness to the filmmakers they're like uh, we're not going to make half a film where Harry Potter is four different people. Like, right. we just got to have Dan Radcliffe doing it, and we're gonna. We hope you go along with it. So I love her dress. I, I understand. Love her dress. I love it. Yeah, I love her dad. Yeah, he's great, and he he was, he was the perfect guy to get for because they're both like this, <laughs> and uh, and so they both totally Reese just Iphans. connected. Reese Iphans. Yeah, he looks who, he looks exactly like um, oh. God, I'm sorry, guys. Mycroft Doc Holmes Brown. from Doc Brown, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Chris, he looks like you know, 19 he year old. Could be related to Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he could be. Because when Christopher Lloyd was 19, he looked about the Deathly Hallows <laughs> symbol makes a lot more sense in the book. Yeah, because uh, he eventually, eventually they think that it is an evil symbol, and then when they actually talk to him, he says, "No, no, no, no it's just the symbol of this thing," and right. it's like it's a quest to find it's, knowledge. It's the, it's the the idea is that it's Grindelwald symbol, so it's like a swastika, and and Crumb is the one Crumb who recognizes think, it, that, yeah. and he's very offended by it because it is Grindelwald symbol, but it's Grindelwald symbol because Grindelwald was pursuing the Deathly Hallows. Right, he's just one like, of those people on that quest. Yeah. yeah, just like the word Aryan does not mean white guy, and the swastika does not mean Nazi, but 
Aryan and yeah, you're not gonna get away from yeah, that no. though yeah. now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's, there's no taking it back. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> so basically, Xenophilius walked into a party with a swastika hanging around his neck, and then tried to apologize to the Jewish guy by being like, "No, it's no, it's a different thing." Yeah, it's Native American. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, no, nope, not it's gonna backwards. fly. Sorry, not gonna fly. But with the Deathly Hollow symbol, it's worse because it's not even like it's backwards or it's not in an angle yeah. or it's the wrong color. Nope. It's one thing. Yeah. Uh, impossible to interpret incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. But, this uh, this but, lady but just goes Bag- to various parties and just pe- yeah. tells people things. But Tilda Bagshot is another thing that uh, was introduced in the first book. Her name comes up. She wrote Hogwarts a History. She wrote A History of Magic. Her name is on their school list um, uh, quite a bit, and she's referenced a lot. And so her coming back as a character, something that, that I'm willing to say uh, Rowling was like, oh, you know, it'd be sweet, and just and and turned around and did that, which I think is great. You know, it's it's the kind of thing that's one of the the details in the background. And going, whoa, this is here the whole thing. on that subject. Mike, the return to Godric's Hollow, uh, as as comes up later. Let me ask you this: as someone who's kind of gone on the record as saying more than some do that Joe had this planned out, but also saying, yeah, sometimes that was fluky. What do you think she got the luckiest with in terms of? Oh crap! Look what I laid for myself to use. Which one do you think was actually her getting lucky with something she had written, but it's super lucky? That's, I, I guess, the, you know what I'm saying? That's tough to, I, it's tough to guess. It's tough yeah, to I guess. Yeah, I mean, we can't what, know for sure anyway. Yeah. Um, the Ministry of Magic, probably, because... The Ministry becoming kind of a thing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, and the, 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 the stories didn't this. really need that, and yet that became uh, a, something that she really hung a couple of major yeah. stories on. Um, I... What uh, the the Scrim- Scrimger's uh, role has been so reduced between you know he's he's just in a scene here as opposed it's over. to the, it's over because uh, he was just he was Bill just Nye killed he was is, just assassinated is no longer in this movie um, or any other movies Bill yeah. Nye the dying guy but yeah. he Bill 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 <laughs> my, the point I'm trying to get to is that he um he was a he was a much bigger character and he was a a very See, uh, kind of seedy because he was yeah. trying to he was trying to get Harry to be like you know show show people that you support the ministry and he's like I don't support the ministry <laughs> um, and because uh, you guys tried to screw me like for for a whole year and you didn't even apologize and now you're sending other people to jail you know and 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 ruining lives um, and so there's a nice little moment where you know obviously Scrimger knows where Harry Potter is and he's he is tortured to death. They're trying to get that information out of him, and he dies without giving it up. And I, I thought that was a really nice little beat for that character to have. But This is the beginning uh, of my problem with this film, which is where we've spent a lot of time building up Harry and, and Ron a little bit, and suddenly we're right back to Hermione does everything for everyone. She's mm-hmm. got everything planned out. She's got everything packed. <laughs> Uh, and she does all the apparating. She does all the protecting until e- eventually Harry learns some of that. Oh, yeah, she's that's parallel Ameri- she's, to the first book. She's not wearing an, an iPod at all. That's not an iPod. That's this is this could be the nineties. What's the parallel to the first book? That Hermione's taking care Hermione of. Hermione. Oh, well, that's her parallel books. to every book. Really. Hermione's <laughs> being all her Mary Poppins over here. Yeah. But uh, not oh not God, explained. Hermione grows up to be Mary Poppins. <laughs> 
not explained in the uh, uh, in the movies is the the idea of uh, the name the taboo on the name Voldemort. If you say Voldemort, yeah, where it's like right. actually like they, yeah, it's a it's a trigger. So like she says he gets it a and text I, every time you do that. Yeah, she says it uh, a couple lines ago, and immediately those guys show up. Yeah, well, they got they can transfigure <laughs> themselves very quickly. Like the boiler suits, you know, Kyle. You're not on a mic right now. Yeah, Kyle. You're, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about this shot. We're at war. There's always that shot where it's like the person who can't hear and is. I yeah, guess that's you from the Terminator. Yeah, I guess you have to explain why she's not freaking out. Right. She's doing something else and can't hear it, but it's just a shot you always see. Uh, I guess I, I if you wanna. If you if you want to pick out all of them, it's like, hey, she did that spell in the first one too. So, um, but I think some of them there's all there's a limited amount of spells that <laughs> that they do in these uh, in these movies. Ultimately, <coughs> this is a really dark moment for Ron, and yeah. I don't right. I don't yeah. remember it going this far in the book. Nope, um, it doesn't go nearly this far in the book. <coughs> but I think I think you know Rupert. He he does a great. I mean, we saw how funny he can be in the previous one, and and now we're seeing how like Jesus run. <laughs> like, um, it was a big thing in the uh, in the fan community, the theory that Ron was going to go to the dark side, and uh, to the mm. point that TV tropes has a a trope called Ron the Death Eater. Right. Yes. So. Uh. Um, I'm sorry. I was looking at the movie and I totally missed what the trope would have been. What was what was what's the it's trope? It's called Ron the Death Ron Eater. Ron the Death Eater. The idea that he goes over to the dark side. It's a fan fiction trope, yeah. though. I never I never bought into it. Nicely with Draco and leather pants. Yeah, it's right, a Draco. Yes. The opposite of Draco and leather pants. But wait, pants. so it's a trope. Uh, so it's a trope referring to like the, a fan's interest in writing fanfic wherein someone goes dark. Fanfic, whereas like a, a popular good guy character goes goes yeah evil. Um, but that there was there was an aspect where where people thought that might happen, I I never really got that idea. Yeah, I guess yeah. there were there are a few moments. You know, there's the moment of tension and Goblet of Fire and stuff like that. But that's but, so small. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not, wishful thinking. I mean, in the, from the fanfic community, that yeah, that you can create a big twist. Yeah. Like Rowling did. I love this moment, which is like we made you a cake and everything. <laughs> it's like that is that is such a human moment where it's like the the. The, the priorities that have been at the top of your mind have been there for so long that it's hard to reset, even though it's like, yeah, we're kind of going to die. It's like, oh, right, okay. Never mind the cake. We'll worry about that later. Um, there's there's a uh, there's a, a cut scene, and in, in, we may be talking over it. There's a deleted scene in, in at the end of Deathly Hallows Part 2 where they're running from Nagini, um, and uh, Ron's like, Hermione, I just want you to know. And she's like, if you wouldn't say it to me when we aren't about to be killed by a giant snake, don't say it now. It would just ruin it. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very funny line. It would, it would ruin the moment to say it then, but it's a, it's a great line. In the movies, we never get an explanation, really, of uh, uh, how Harry has inherited Grimmauld Place, and yet they can't yeah. go back there. <clears throat> they can't go back there because they think that creature has fallen in with well, Bellatrix. Well, they they he's inherit they they're not sure if he's inherited it. Uh, the test is whether or not he's inherited creature, which is which is what we see right. at the the opening of Half Blood Prince. What they're afraid of is they never get into the Fidelius charm and secret keepers in the films. And the idea is that there is one person who can be 
who can hold a secret and he can tell it to other people. Um, but if it, the person holding that secret, if someone does not know the secret and they are not told almost pretty much directly by the secret keeper, they cannot find it out. Um, Harry's parents and their, their home was hidden by a Fidelius charm. Voldemort could, if he didn't have the information, he could go to Godric's hollow and he could have never found the house. Right. Um, so, uh, Grimald Place was protected by a Fidelius charm, uh, Dumbledore oh. Fidelius charm. But when Dumbledore died, everybody who knew the secret then became, be, the way it works apparently, um, everyone who knows the secret then becomes individually a secret keeper, which would have included uh. Snape. So they were like, oh, this is risky to go back there because Snape knows where it is and he can tell Voldemort and the Death Eaters. But they have nowhere else to go, so they, they risk it. Um, I have trouble believing that Scary Dust Dumbledore would scare Snape away. <laughs> I think that's a bit of uh, it's a bit weak sauce on right. the on the security. In the chat, our MuggleNet buddy Cat points out that Creature Story is the one bit in Part One that she misses. I agree. Yeah, I miss Creature. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I I remember uh, thinking I love Creature. I don't I don't really love Dobby, but I loved Creature even as mean as he was and everything. Because you and understand him, you understand right. where he's coming and, from, and it felt like Man, we're we're better at empathizing with yeah. jaded than with like sycophantic. Yeah, and then yeah. in the books, he actually does kind of get a hug, and yeah. then he's like best pals for Harry. He he he. <laughs> He gets a redemption that he doesn't get here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the chat, Doc Sub's like, even Ollivander says this wand stuff makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much. Doc Sub has been pretty entertaining in the chat. This yeah. Time. Well, the the bit with the the two wands connecting like they did, even when he Voldemort was using someone else's, is like, yeah, this what is this? This is no good. Oh, uh, so I did. Um, I worked on the conversion for this film. The oh. one, there, the, uh, and I'm reminded because I did this shot among oh. others. Um, the one we're looking at right now. Yep, the one we're looking at right now. Uh, so if you're watching this on a 3D Blu-ray, I don't know if I'm credited, but uh, you would be looking at my work right now. Basically, all of what remains of Creature's Tale, I did. Uh, Let me ask you this. this sequence. Do you have feelings like I know that with like a comp? You have like the uh, on a show. You have the comps where you're like, I did a good job on that one. And it's like ah, that one wasn't there yet. Do you have that same sort of thing going on with like 3D conversion projects? Like, are there shots in a 3D conversion project where you're like, damn that shot? Or is it the, is it the sort of thing that you can only blame the plate? Like this one was never going to work right. This one was always going to work right. It's, and you're just the technician. I, I, it's much more of a technician uh, feeling. I mean, there is there if you want to tell yourself there's some artistry involved there is in in how to place the depth and how I, to kind of sculpt it but also probably just speed and ability yeah um but um well, the the most interesting thing uh is i i believe it was a uh, dneg who did creature and um the challenge with with creature is they're they like to do a a uh, red channel bleed around him to to help him uh fit into the comp so it was difficult to get he's always got a little fringe of of red um that makes him look great but it's very difficult to make that sit in 3d space because it's like half and half but, right it's a good comp trick though yeah but it's something i i learned it from looking at their plates and working on it and now i do it all the time and it always helps it's it's fa fantastic we, I, yeah I, I cut you off right when you're about to set it up but dorkman worked on the 3d post conversion for this wherein yes. you take the movie and then you split it out into different layers of depth for the 3d versions yeah so as opposed to a movie that's shot in 3d with two cameras yeah um and I did. There were there were two pro, two attempts, uh, two runs at uh, Deathly Hallows Part One. There was the one for theatrical 
that they had to that they canceled they're like we're not going to make it we're not going to make it for the release um and they canceled it but for the final you know the box set and the blu-ray and stuff they completed it and i was i was on the team that completed the work so also we were avengers on, and and on avengers but not not as part of uh, obviously not as um for the same uh project or company um easy way to get some big ass fancy names on your imdb though that's true um <laughs> But yeah, we we the the it was split among several companies and and the company I was at we worked on I believe it was called Real Three it's Real Three and it's basically from when they arrive at Grimald Place to uh, all the way through the infiltration of the Ministry m- about half of the camping stuff to right before Ron leaves. And as we just saw, Neville is now in full blown. He is a good looking guy, though. Yeah. I like this guy manually collating yeah. magical pamphlets that are <laughs> yeah. flying to him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, I hey, love this guy. Gotta make work for somebody. <laughs> this there should be magical guy. macros. Yeah. This, this, this Gestapo guy that Harry winds up in the body of, I love his outfit. Yeah. It is 100% that is a Nazi in a Hugo Boss suit. Mm-hmm. Um, no other way to interpret that. And he just. His look is just really holy cool. crap! I never noticed his outfit. That's, oh, a, that's badass. That. That, and this guy that's standing next to Umbridge is pretty is cool a too. Nazi that is great. I did this shot. These guys could all be in the Matrix. <laughs> what a weird combo of things they could be in. Right. the The Ministry of Magic goes very quickly from like, oh, it's it's Roby. It looks it looks like you know Doctor Who was cloned a hundred thousand times to, uh, you know, like. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. If I told, if Hugo I gave you a, if I gave you a piece of paper Nazi. and a pen and said, this "Draw me an outfit that could be in Doctor Who, The Matrix, or Harry Potter right now," you'd have a hard time coming up with it. And It'd like be a, a Nazi uniform. This <laughs> is a great moment of Ron just staring at her. I think I think he plays a great job of just like, you know, of of, of working, finally working Definitely. towards that. Uh, yeah, it that took long enough. Yeah, forgetting <laughs> exactly. for a second that he's supposed to be playing piano at all. And just been, oh, yeah. right, yeah. I forgot because your face is just the best thing. Yeah, just being like, yeah, this business about fle- yeah the snitch coming back obviously, um, but this business about flesh memories, nope, straight made up, they coming out of nowhere, and you just needed it for to hide a thing and whatever. Mike, for the purposes of people like me who might be watching this commentary without having read the books recently, ah. can you remind me of what the whole RAB thing is? I know that's a thing. I just remember exactly the nature of the mystery and if it matters or not. It is uh, it, inscribed. It doesn't on the... matter that much. It's it's in the fake Horcrux locket. There's a note signed, signed R.A.B. R-A-B. and it's like, who is R.A.B.? And it's Regulus note... Arcturus Black. Yes, Sirius. That is brother. the only. It's Sirius's brother. Um, it was supposed to be it mystery, was... but it didn't really work because note... all of the fans went. It there's only one person it can be. Basically, what the note said was, I went and stole your Horcrux, Voldemort. Ha ha, you suck. Um, I'm probably dead now, but whatever. Suck it, R.A.B. <laughs> and, he- um, and what happened was, somehow, Regulus Black, Sirius's brother, actually successfully got that Horcrux, somehow, well, replaced here, it with the fake And here it's a somehow. Creature's Tale explains exactly how. He's, he had Creature... Take him. He, he was he, he was a Death Eater. He was a Death Eater. Yes. He he betrayed realized Voldemort. It, he realized it was wrong. He betrayed Voldemort, um, and he brought Creature with him, and he he ordered Creature to to make him drink the potion. Right. And then said, once the once the locket, once you can get the locket, you take the locket, leave this fake one, take 
take the real one home and destroy it. Okay, I forgot about that part. And then, and so Creature, he says, Creature tried to destroy it, but nothing he could do worked because Creature talks in third person. And the Menendez potion killed him. And And the potion, the potion killed him. And well, the the zombies probably killed him. The zombies probably killed him. Well, the potion killed Regulus is one of the Inferi at this point. He got thirsty. He touched the water. He's dead. Yeah. Um, And that was a really. There's, there's, that's a, that's a really hard scene. It's really uh, emotional. The because Hermione is Hermione assumes at first that Regulus forced Creature to drink the potion, right. and Creature's yeah. like, nope. And she's like, oh my god. She just kind of yeah. Because isn't that all he say? He doesn't like say no. He may, he's just like no. Yeah, he's no. It's and part then, of Creature's turn, and because that's way worse. Yeah, is, is it's not being able to disobey the command to yeah. Yeah, you have to. Like, I, I'm, I, right. le- I legitimately just teared up a little thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, I am too. And I'm it's because like, I've been awake for 53 hours yeah, probably, but yeah, it's just exactly. like, that is the worst. No, I'm going to get a fair warning. I'm probably going to end up like, friggin' getting emotional yeah. during these last two movies. It's, because... it's like it's like feed your father that stuff. Yeah. And you can't not. Exactly. Ugh. This is the second time that, that Hermione has plucked hairs from someone's yeah. head quite casually. Try to do that yourself. Yeah. You get maybe one hair out of five or six tries. That's a uh, uh, the trick is by the way that's Mafalda Hopkirk who is right. always sending <laughs> letters. Yeah. So she sent the howler. To she her. sent the howler. Yeah. yeah. The the trick is to get as few hair as hairs as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Which and it's really hard if you find a Harry Potter. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, we yeah, made it man. to movie seven. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> even just happened. That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh no! No no, no no Harry no. vagina. It doesn't. E- oh. What? I what? Guess. Stop! Everyone, right? stop! No. no, nothing is making sense. Never mind. So oh anyway, God. the movie. Uh, uh, this is actually the reverse of what this what they did with the seven Potters. It was the the trio performed yes. performed all of this stuff, and then these guys were like, "Okay, they're terrific, and they're great." Yeah. I yes. especially I especially love the guy doing Ron. He oh. really he really gets it. I love the guy really? doing, doing I, I love, Harry. I love, yeah, I like the Hugo Boss Nazi Harry guy. I love him. Well, I yeah. I love him because of how like uncomfortable he is with uncomfortable how scared is. everyone is of him. Yeah, he's in uh, Wanted because he's the Gestapo guy. Like he is yeah. the guy that everyone in this building is like, do not even like don't. If he asks you to get him a burrito, <laughs> yeah, just go. Just, just get him the it. burrito, man. Just don't even look him in the eye. So in the and books, I think they say that uh, they've restricted apparating into the ministry, and therefore this is the method they have to yeah. use. They have to use the flu network. But I have to imagine this is kind of a, a commentary on the British civil service. Yeah, <laughs> flushing your life down the toilet to work there. Um, you would think that they would have a thing. <laughs> Did you see? You just stepped out, looked around, like yeah. this is. Wait, what? Weird. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna you would go. think that they would have a thing like they do at Gringotts, where it's like, okay, flush yourself down and no polyjuice. How about washes they... away enchantments yeah. instantly to get in? It's How like, about no, they cool. have a door? Yeah. Just a front door that <laughs> muggles can't see, <laughs> like can't. lots of other buildings, like Hogwarts. <laughs> Why isn't it next door to Hogwarts <laughs> or wherever? I love this sculpture. I love this this. I mean, it's evil, but I love. Yeah, the, I was the, gonna the, say, I, I not. Closet. I don't approve of it, but I love the design and the and the way it's realized. For thanks for to a generous donation from Martin, we are now over thirty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Whoa. Keep you know, coming. forget malaria. Let's just buy one of those sculptures. Mike's convinced me. Avatar through in twenty five. Thank you for that. Fantastic. And thanks again, Sylvia. 
Yes, thank you very much. This Sylvia is, threw in thirty-two. I'm exhausted, and Fireball. this is the this is the best way yeah. I could have ever spent. You may uh, you may recognize him as I don't remember his name, but <laughs> Sid from Children Men. You <laughs> might remember him as a certain I don't know who. You might remember <laughs> him. Oh, as that's Sid. Someone yeah. you may oh, not remember. Oh, sad face. Fuji face. Fuji face. She got it. He's like he's like. <laughs> oh, I love Sid. Let's watch Children of Men, you guys. Yeah. Just some lighthearted, airy change of the schedule stuff. If, if you didn't tell me, I would have just assumed that that was Lucius Malfoy's stunt double or something. <laughs> Great performance, though. Very, one hour yeah. to stop it from raining in my and office. Of course, yeah. like, what is going wrong here? And I, and I, the, the fact that that she's like Trifonite and Cantatum. It's like that's that is the. Unplug it and plug it back in. But that's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> of adults, the magic world. Adults cons- in this world consistently display a lack of ability to even do to like, even to have stuff. that kind of common like, sense. Yeah, yeah, we learn they can't do. Uh, a lot of them can't do shield. When when right. Neville's falling from the top of a castle, uh, Madame Hooch doesn't even think to try anything. Yeah, she's just like, well, I guess he's gonna die because <laughs> of gravity. <laughs> She even had a broom in her hand. I'm pretty good at the scoop together spell. Yeah. So we'll scoop him together. Apparently you can Finite do Messe. if you know the specific incantation. So, yeah. like, if you don't know the right words to say, then you're kind of screwed. Maybe you need to be thinking about the specific um, incantation that's already on it to use Finite yeah. Incantatum. In which case, Hermione's advice was useless. Before. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think you just... No. I love... I, I do love this gag. Okay, if we don't find her in an hour, we're out. And it's like, oh! And I love... Again, I love him just frozen like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so perfect. And then he starts walking and just... He doesn't say it. The weirdest... The weirdest walk ever. Like, you can just see, uh, you can just see uh, Dan doing that, yeah. too. I kind of want to see the version where Dan Radcliffe is doing that whole thing. I like this guy more because yeah. he, he yeah. was so terrifying a second ago, and now he's just like, <laughs> you That's, can read every this expression. Is, of if there is, if, this is the closest we'll come to being like, this is what Terry Gilliam's movie looks like. That is a Nazi, that is a Nazi pamphlet. Yeah. Like, or the Soviet. Colors are it's right. like a Soviet pamphlet, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, you know. Same but, stuff, different characters. Yeah, exactly. The, in the book, it's great because this character keeps getting... Uh, greeted by people who are clearly frightened of him. Yes. Yeah. And slowly, Harry starts to get a little bit of swagger to him. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the, that's the thing that's so typical is they pick three random people, and <laughs> I Hermione, love the animation on the uh, decoy detonators here. Yeah. Really, they're kind of they're kind of weird. Funky. Yeah. They're funky. But I, but I like that they're very kind of Looney Tunes the way they're kind of hopping around and doing this whole thing. Yeah. They're they're almost despicable me ish. Yeah, that, right. actually, that actually reminds me of a conversation we had earlier that I thought was really fascinating. I don't remember who brought it was Anthony, I think. Yeah, it was Anthony who uh, was the one who we started talking about this with. Which is, we always give like this sort of weird, inherent pass to Chris Columbus and say that well, obviously, he started off with the you know the the really realistic, true to the book tone, and people diverged from it. And the conversation we had was wait 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 hold on wait. wait. I don't think Chris Columbus got the tone right in the first place. And then it's a question about talking about those things. And I was going to ask Mike, why do you like the Looney Tunes nature of that? Does that even fit in with this world? But then it goes back to the conversation where I'm like, wait a second. Maybe that does. And everything else is sort of floating around in this. We're, the world we're trying varies. To pin, we're trying to pin. Well, no, no, no. The tone of the story varies, but the world. No, the world varies. Hold on, from hold, book on, hold, to on book. hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, from book to, 
No, yes. the scope of the world varies. The no, world no, does not. Yeah, the well, world does not. No, but I, what I'm saying is different directors have come in and made the made the world sillier or less silly, or sometimes it's different levels of yeah. silliness scene to scene. But the world itself should, pre-movies, should be a consistent thing yeah. but that the situation really, gets more or less serious inside of. It doesn't of. really, because the in the first movie, she thought that wizards were the sort of people who carried... Uh, put her outers in their pockets all the time and you know mirrors talk to you and things like that and stuff like that slowly faded out of the series as we got closer to the to the last book well that might just be a matter of her not focusing on those details because she's telling a story now yeah well maybe maybe not but you know i, lo- I love this, no this weird okay i'm out of here <laughs> I got and nothing to do with The only reason this. he's getting away with acting like a total lunatic is, is and Ron, Ron forgets yeah. instantly. <laughs> yeah. Ron, it's me. Anyway, what I was getting at is just reverting to that old conversation. Which of the, what moment in this series? I guess Mike, I'll start with you, but I'm also curious what what Zarban has to say about it. What moment in the series do you think is exactly the tone of the actual universe of Harry Potter? Um, like that right there is distinctively Harry Potter tone. Because there's a lot of Phantom, Tol- Phantom Tollbooth moments. There's a lot of weird, like, Gilliam moments. And there's a lot of weird, just straight-up artsy moments. But what's a moment where it's like, that right there is distinctively Harry Potter-flavored? Hmm. There's not a lot of them. I mean, Kyle, if you have one, go right for it. Now. Uh, Harry Potter throws the uh, the uh, prophecy up in the air, and he and his friends just start blasting their way against, like, a bunch of adults, murderers, <laughs> and running for their lives, totally unprepared to handle it. Because they went there. Well, I'm going. Harry. I'm thinking more in this. Not to move the tone. Not to move the goalpost on you. I mean, more like universe-based moments, yeah. well, as I mean, opposed to character interaction-based moments. Well, okay. Let me let me put that question back to you. What what sort of moment in your life perfectly sums up our universe? I love all I, of it. I love the point that uh, that well, Zarbin mo- has made elsewhere, which is that. We're watching. We're watching witch trials in which they are trying desperately to prove that they are witches. Right. <laughs> it's I, a reverse I, witch trial. Yeah, I love. I, I love I, that. I'm sure that observation. was that irony occurred to. To. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Del- well, I, actually, on the in the in the behind the scenes, even even Umbridge is, uh, you know, Imelda Staunton is like, yeah. So we're doing a witch trial, except the opposite thing. I was like, okay, yeah, everyone, everyone got that except me. Which, pretty much the first time yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Which we made we made it this far without relying too heavily on uh, trivia. But uh, J.K. Rowling does not have a middle name. It does not begin with K. Uh, it's it's supposed um, to sound. It's supposed to be an androgynous name so that people wouldn't be like, I'm yeah, not reading yeah. no book by no woman. Uh, yeah, because Joanne. Like, why would I read a book written by a Joanne? That's common among British authors, especially British. So they were like, authors, well, why don't you use your first and middle initial? And she was like, I don't have a middle name. So she just went with K for Kathleen, which was her grandmother's name. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If this if this conversation is boring to everyone else, we can move on. But uh, to, to give an example of what I was talking about a second ago, like for instance, the equivalent sort of thing for the Matrix would be a hail of bullets is flying at you, and you stop them in front of your face, pick one out, look at it, and the rest of them fall. Like that kind of moment happens very a lot throughout the Matrix. Those kinds of vibey moments, that flavor, and that's sort of what I'm talking about for Potter. There's a it vacillates wildly over the course of the series and even in the books. But what in these movies is like that's Potter. What's going on right now? Oh. That's sort of what these things are all trying to do. Oh, I, I just I, said I, I still know. maintain it's that moment in the Department of Mysteries where it's like th- a bunch of kids totally outmatched by adult no, murderers. No, that's not what he's. But that's I'll, not. I'll what he's say asking. it's that scene where Dumbledore and Harry go to visit Slughorn. Mm-hmm. And they clean the place up. First yeah. of all, they discover that he's pretending to be a chair, and they clean the place up. There's some real clever thing. Dumbledore some, doing something very clever to tease him into coming back, 
And also, there's a, there's a bit of darkness to it because the reason it's all messed up is because the Death Eaters have been there. Actually, it's either that or it's the scene where everyone's fighting the Bogart. Well, that's quite okay. good too. Yeah, yeah. Because that that, that focuses what, on the school. You, it shows you yeah, an adversary. Yeah. What about um, it gets into the minds of several. What characters. about the scene in Philosophers where all the letters arrive in the house? I mean, it's a very iconic scene. I don't want to get those confused, but yeah. is that the right thing? No. Uh, I think that's too whimsical. Quite. I think I think that's Chris bringing too much whimsy. No, I don't think that's enough whimsy. I think it's just look it's if you're, if you're asking if, if Chris Columbus nailed the tone, it's like you know. No, I don't think so. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question. I think we're he, just he talking in circles. Yeah, he to made be he made two Harry Potter movies that were recognizably Harry Potter movies. That's really all that needs to be said. Considering we did we did we did one of those commentaries twice. Well, you guys did one of those no. commentaries twice, and we did the second one once. I mean, uh, so yeah, someone someone's finally gonna. I feel like the person who who went. It's Harry Potter. Like, is it is that a cameo? Is that a guy? I I feel like did it, he win a contest? It ought to be Steve Coogan, just like but ah, yeah. Harry Potter. So he were gonna he were gonna get better. might as well be shooting guns at each other right, again. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which uh. As always, as always, this is the Ministry of Magic, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone's like, "What the hell is going on over (laughs) here?" Nobody's really. I've got to kind of push my way half-heartedly towards this child. Yeah. Ministry uh, of Magic. What they have magic. We're coming up pretty soon on uh, the final thing that they shot for principal photography when they the the shot of them jumping into uh, into the the chimneys here um, was the the last thing that that they shot. Yeah, Ron did a cool thing and lost his wand. No, he the other guy lost his wand. He disarmed. Yeah, he did a yeah. disarm behind his oh, back right. as he was running, which is a quick moment to explain why Yaxley doesn't just murder them as they're running, and and instead has to grab them. It was a cool like. That's matrix. a weird visual. I forgot about this shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's not. It's to explain. They it's, do it because Ron splinches on the way over. Yeah, so. it's to explain where the and the interesting thing is the the idea of splinching. Is so clearly right there in the and first of all what it looks like and it's there in the word just the sound of it that they never explained what that is in the in the movies but you look at it and you're like yep yep I get it <laughs> I get I, what just happened what I'm looking at right now I would definitely call that splinch I gotta say Ron doesn't need to be physical for the rest of the series he he should have lost a leg or something like the, it, this this should have cost him like seriously cost him because then he has more of a reason to leave than like just this artificially raise makes the stakes me cranky that's, and i think you like my girlfriend that's our i mm, i don't know i guess Who's it's arguably true something? i don't i don't, I don't laugh you out of the room if you have that yeah. note that's not a like that's not like an ostensibly awful yeah. note but just, then as, but then again as a filmmaker i'm like okay who's where are we going to get those extra 4 million dollars to remove his leg <laughs> for the, the rest of the movie from the 7th harry potter movie no yeah. Dude, you just go to the hardware store and buy an axe for they like could nine dollars. They could have decided that like Harry was a pink elephant for the rest of this. This movie is uh, this is pretty great makeup that they're doing here, and and she's doing a, she does a great performance here. Of yeah, Emma of, Watson yeah. looks great trying I to do, trying to settle him and and panicking and and you know. I do miss wonderful. the the actual apparating class See, that at school look the previous year. Well, he's already started healing. That's part of the right, which is kind of why it's like, why did we do that? I always got splinching mixed up in my head with sectum sempra in terms of my visual for it when I was reading. Same mm. thing. Yeah. Like, I imagine yeah. splinching to be a thing where it's like, oh, you're ripped in half, kind of. Like, you've just been like, someone took a giant scalpel and went, yes. but that's sectum really, sempra. If you really mess up spl- yeah. splinching, splinting is you left a piece of yourself behind. Um, or it could be an eyebrow. Iceland. Yeah. 
Ron Ron loses an eyebrow. Right, mm-hmm. right, and that's why he he fails his uh, exam because he he splitches an, an eyebrow off. Which it's like that sounds minor. That's two inches less than what it would take to kill you if you True. went inward. Splinching is so freaking horrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't apparate. <laughs> yeah, me? no way. Can you explain how it works? No. Can you explain why it looks like I get crumpled up into a tiny ball and then explode into the, somewhere else? No. Okay. I'll pass. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I like I, no, imagine, I'm good. I'm good. I like to imagine that a lot of magic is, um, like those uh, magic eye stereograms, where it's hard to get it at first, but once you figure out how to do it, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it becomes. Almost, you know, it becomes almost trivial to do later. It's like on. walking. Like you, when you're learning to walk, you fall down a whole lot. But <laughs> I, I, I rarely fall down for no good reason. Now when I walk, congratulations. So thank you. Well, we'll. See. I'm gonna do that from now on. When I when I fall over, I'll be like, oh, I'll friggin' splinch myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'll it's happen. It's a risky method of transportation. Every yeah. now and then you splinch. In the chat, Cat says removing the blood in the trailer. Thoughts? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I just re- they do that all the time. And I just realized he was cursing the locket. Yeah, yeah. just to I, make I a trailer something you can play in front of a PG or a PG thirteen. Yeah, movie. I mean, I mean, re- removing blood. You uh, in the um, for the second one when when Voldemort is, or uh, yeah, when when he's murdered everyone for for the Horcrux being stolen out of Bellatrix's vault. There's a shot of his feet walking through the bodies, and the blood mm-hmm. has also been removed from that. Um, or uh, a lot of times they'll turn it black. It's okay if it's like oil or grease, but it's not okay if it's Graham blood. says uh, we see blood in Disney animated films. My question is, what? Which film? Mm, let's see. Yeah. Lion King, maybe? No. When? <laughs> I can't think of blood in films. Yeah, I mean, maybe Disney like films. maybe like a fleck of it on the mouth of a lion. Maybe. Hmm. I can't think of I'm a single instance. Um, when they flay the dogs in 101 Dalmatians to make the coat? Uh, yeah, I think you'll note that they don't do that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have sold that movie to children. <laughs> okay, all right. It's a, special, it's a special edition. Yeah. Hmm. And also, it wouldn't be called 101. It'd be called fewer than 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting into Grigorovich. And, and like you said... It's not clear exactly what he's doing. It's something to do with wands. In both cases, they leave the... If there's a reveal, they leave it until after it's already almost happened. Um, that's a big problem with, with Deathly Hallows 2, is they don't explain how Harry wins until he has already won. And I think that's yeah lame and, and cheating. Right. Whole the bunch audience of, should be at that same point when it happens yeah. so that they get to go, Oh, that's... Oh, yeah! Yeah. It's interesting that they committed to the book detail of having slitty nose because that's a just a very intensive, continuous effect for the face that yeah. you're staring at on screen have to do it a thousand revisions until it's perfect of a character who's a pretty major character so for like four just, straight movies. So is that just digital? That, yep. Is that all yeah. that is? And it's well, not well just digital is like, you know, basketball has put the ball in the hoop, but well, yeah, okay, it's yeah. just I digital. Mean, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of effects. You think they would go uh, like, eh, we'll do a makeup thing and say that's the right thing because we don't want to do no, on the order thought, of 2,000 shots of this guy's face that all have to be perfect. They thought about it, but the, the producer, David Heyman, who, who you know, kind of uh, ran this through, he was adamant. The, the director of four was like, can't we just do a makeup thing? And, and Heyman was like, no, look at the book. He has no nose. He has a snake nose. We need to do that. But snakes have noses. I mean, they're snouts. But, but it's, so just, it's just two slits. So they designed a couple of different things and they found one. Basically, 
the the design of Voldemort as we see him is one of the reasons Ray Fine does decided to do these movies. He saw that that and went, "Oh, dude, you're gonna make me look like that. That is awesome. I want to be." You that. know who they cast now? Um, Magneto, that guy. Stewart. Oh, no. Amy McKellen. No, Amy McKellen? the young Magneto. Oh, Fassbender. Uh, Q, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender would be yeah, Voldemort yeah, now. God, he would. And it would be awesome. He's too chinny. Do we think that maybe... Why? Okay. No nose, no chin, no skull. He's the headless horseman. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the design of Voldemort. I understand what you're saying about, like, we're committing to a hell of a thing, but... They committed to it, and it's awesome. And it worked. It wasn't what yeah. I imagined, but I mean, I'm used to it. I don't yeah. think it it did, it doesn't ruin it for me. I mean, his face looks a bit like a Mons pubis if you aren't expecting to see that when he climbs out of the cauldron. But I feel like you'd say that no matter what his face looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Just casting point, those aspersions. at this point in the at this point in the day. No, it's 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 pretty clearly a Mons pubis. <laughs> I won't say unmistakably, but I'll say clearly. <laughs> it's funny is I'm tired enough that you keep saying Amon's pubis, and I'm like, is that a rapper? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a bar in Star Wars. Sounds like Amon Tobin or something. Like Amon's pubis. I've got his third record. It Mons got kind of bad after that. Cantina. Yep. I have a scum and villainy. So the 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 bit that's coming up is uh is a is a pretty cool um like the the big circle around. First of all, that was a big thing at uh, the conversion place. I didn't do that shot, but it's like. 2,500 frames of a single shot, you know, rotating around that they had to do. Um, but what did they, what did they do to it? Uh, converting it to 3D. Oh, right. Okay. So everything had to be broken out into layers and and dimensionalized, and, and it's it a continuity of those layers thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If a, if, you know, they can't it's, shift that's just against one another. Yeah, that's just <laughs> a lot of frames to have always be right. But the the and consistent. The cooler part uh, to me is the fact that. Aside from the distortion as it goes through the uh, the charm field and like depth shifting as it's as it's circling around, well, well, aside from the the conversion aspect, just the shot itself, it's a really it's a really cool shot and it's done again. Aside from the the little uh, distortion, um, it's done practically. She they they as soon as she's off camera, she ducks down so that we get the clear uh, thing yeah. around back. And then she pops back up, and and this guy talks about it. He's like, I thought we were gonna do a whole thing. There was gonna be a whole crew there. There's, you know, we're making this hundred million dollar movie, and we just do this thing where camera goes around, she goes down, <laughs> she ducks down, the camera comes back, she pops back up, and then they add just a little bloop in between, and that and that turns it into magic. There. Yeah. Um, I'm like that. That's fantastic. I love that they did it that way. And Adamant looks great. Hmm. <laughs> this uh, this lead snatcher here looks like Adamant. Oh yeah. Uh, I like the I like the new design of um, Fenrir Greyback. Uh, I didn't like him so much in Half Blood Prince. The way he looked, he felt kind of like a uh, he, it felt like makeup. Uh, whereas this one, they've they've pushed him even further into he can no longer fully revert to human form. Mm. And like the longer he because he likes being a werewolf, so each time he's less capable of fully reverting. So he's even further gone now than he was in in Half Blood Prince. And I I like his hair is all uh, matted and and dreadlocked and um, yeah, I really love the look. Hermione of it. says uh, he could smell my perfume. Mm -hmm. Why is she wearing perfume? Yeah, while don't wear that. Camping on yeah. the um, run. <laughs> and uh, okay, I I want to say right now, a lot of people in the book had a problem with. The camping section. I 
I love this. I love it in the the movie um, because, like, uh, I, surrender, I, Dorothy. I mentioned, yeah, I, I like I mentioned, uh, leading out of Half Blood Prince. That this whole story is about the the process of growing up, and what I love about this is how. The, the, they're literally lost in the woods. They're literally lost in the wilderness. They have lost all of their all of or the grown ups. Park. All of the grown ups have proved you know, everyone that's, that's that they thought stage. everyone that they thought knew what was going on has no had no idea what was going on. They're thrust into you know, they have to leave school and go out into the real world. Literally they're leaving the wizarding world and, and thrust into the real world, our world, and then they're lost in the wilderness trying to find their way, having realized that nobody actually knows what they're doing and nobody can guide them. And that's that's a perfect metaphor for <laughs> for becoming an adult and realizing none of the other adults know what they're doing either. It's a great metaphor and great symbolism, but it's not great storytelling. It's it's dull. We they nobody knows what they're they don't know what they're supposed to do, so they're really Is your kind problem of not that the characters anything. are just like sitting down trying to figure out the plot now? Yeah, in yeah. the book it's months. They don't have any idea what to do and they they're kind of not doing anything. Well, if the point yeah. of the story is to take you on the emotional journey that the characters are experiencing then you being frustrated because you have no idea what they're even going to do or when they're going to do it i guess is successful storytelling because I loved that's it. what they're supposed to be feeling yeah i loved it that's it maybe i'm weird but i am weird no, you I, are, but I'm, I'm weird because i like camping and so <laughs> this was cool yeah sane people don't um, this is this is a little bit uh, on the other hand this is a little bit weak where she's like oh I just remembered a major plot point that I'm just gonna talk about. goblin steel am I right um, so that's but that's Arban's point he's like so they just sit around and wait for Hermione to remember what the plot is <laughs> yeah exactly well sorry did you have a thing okay uh, I had a question for Mike actually I'm, you've talked about it before but I don't think you've gone into specifics when you finish Half Blood Prince the novel. Yeah. And, you know, you finally get this big orange book in your hands and you're about to read it for the first time. You're sitting there going, I have no idea how the hell she's going to wrap this up in one book. Yeah. And I'm not positive she's going to, like, totally stick the landing yeah. here. There are, Having as far a, as we know, six horcruxes to find. Yeah. Every time and every time I read it, I'm like, I have I still don't understand how she fit this all into yeah. one book. Six horcruxes to find. He has to figure out how to fight and beat Lord Voldemort in a duel, even though he can't even touch Snape. He has to avenge Dumbledore on Snape, period. Mm-hmm. That's not an option. <laughs> um, well, there's a bunch of stuff. Where, oh, wow. Ron yeah. hasn't even left yet? Where no. I was where I was this going with that is just... <laughs> We're doing okay, though. What? Yeah. Where I was going with that was just... Do you recall, like, thinking back to the first time you read the book, the things that you were really surprised by? Obviously, you didn't know anything that was going to happen, but right. was there anything where you're like, okay, that whole thing did not see that coming? Uh, I had no idea what was going to happen. T- once well, it again, the the fact that she's she's another thing I love about the the camping thing is the subversion of the epic fantasy tropes where we're going on the quest and we're going to do this. You know, you you give you give Frodo the quest and it's like there's obstacles in his way, but he knows what to do. Whereas <laughs> Harry and his friends are like, we're going on the quest. So what does that entail? Fuck all! If I know, we, I need, like, we need to get a, we need I to get a no idea. I thought I thought I, w- I thought you were the hero. I did too, but I don't know what well, I'm. Su- that, what? That's the thing. It's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> how does how does how does Fellowship of the Ring begin versus how does Return of the King end? Fellowship of the Ring begins by a certain point. Gandalf's like, "Hey, you're gonna have to move this ring," and then it turns into, 
You're going to have to take this ring to Mordor and throw it in a volcano. And five million pages later, Frodo takes that damn ring yeah. and he throws it in a volcano, kind of. Uh, Ron is doing amazing how, work here, by the way. Yeah, both he, of them. He's acting. Really. They're both acting. Yeah. Acting, acting, not kid acting. This yeah. is some of their best stuff. Yeah. yeah. They grew up to be able to do this and they were basically picked at random. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> when you pick a child at age 10, that that's a crap that shoot. has no bearing on what that child will be at age 20 no yeah. like it, nothing to do with those two i i i also love the fact uh just at random i love the fact that they were all they were all glad that they grew up doing yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you know uh, they all turned out okay they all turned out so okay far, thank god and i mean i haven't seen much from the other two but dan in particular is like <coughs> that dude is awesome yeah it was like he, yeah you talk yeah. you talk to dan and he's like yeah i used to be an alcoholic that was bad. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Anyway, you want to play some video games? Yeah. Like he so seems cool. like a super cool. Well, I, what I like about him is he's he seems like cool and chill, but he's also he's also kind of a dork. And, and yeah. I no, like that no, about no. him. Well, that's yeah. my favorite thing about him is he was on a QI. He came on, and there's two great things about that. One of them was that like QI, if you don't know, it's a, it's a it's a panel show in Britain that's hosted by Stephen Fry. Where and the premise of the show is Stephen Fry will ask you questions that you cannot possibly know the answer to, and you get points if you have an interesting tangent to go about, like to, to shoot off of it. Basically, is how it works. If you can keep and Stephen Fry entertained, from yeah, like you like looking at you like you're a complete idiot. And Fry and asks they're mostly comedians, win. yeah, and, and Fry asks some question to the panel, like some crazy obscure question about like pharaohs to which the answer is Yggdrasil yeah or something like that and it's the sort of thing where he's clearly just like he's going to tell you a fact here in a second now let's watch these comedians vamp but Dan Radcliffe knows the answer off and he buzzes in he goes I think it's this and Stephen Fry goes oh wow very good very good And and then Dan goes and if I'm not mistaken, I think this, 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 five bio facts about that dude picked at random that he was not prepared for. And Stephen Fry is just like guffaws and like, yeah, that's all right. And then Dan goes, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't know I'm here, this. And Fry's like, that's where we were going in five minutes from now. Wow. <laughs> and then I think on that same episode of the same show, he recited at least a part of Tom Lehrer's uh, element song. Yes. To a modern major right. general. Talk about your dork. Yeah. I just love Dan Radcliffe. I it's do. It's not even yeah. just dork. Like, do you, can you imagine I, how few people have impressed Stephen Fry Stephen intellectually? I yeah. <laughs> period. Let alone twenty-year-old kids who should, yeah. by all accounts, be a cokehead asshole. Yeah. I. I There's another net. I think oh, this, I, I gotta buy a net. I think this sequence is is oh, yeah, also continuing. This sequence is fantastic. Where is this? Ha, the fact that uh, I think this is actually this is a um, split comp. It's half Iceland, comp. half Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the fact that. I'm not kidding. The, the, it, it says so much about. I mean, we we talk about how what Ron does. It when he is gone, this is what's left of their relationship. You know, it's like he they they need you need all three of them to kind of make it work. It's the Beatles without Ringo. Yeah. He's Ringo, but you still need Ringo. Let's yeah. let's not talk that and way so, about one of the greatest rock and roll drummers of all time. This is the this is the <laughs> Paul uh, do not laugh. Do not laugh. This is the, I got sorry. Okay. <laughs> so this is the dancing Ask scene. a drummer sometime. This is the dancing I I one of my best friends in high school was a drummer and he was like Ringo's the luckiest asshole ever. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh was he in the Beatles? Uh, no, cuz he wasn't lucky. Um <laughs> But uh, this is the dancing scene. Apparently controversial. I love this it. This is the dancing scene. Yeah, I that's think it's great. great because, yeah, because it's the most it, human thing that happens at this moment. Yes, it's absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, a little bit arch that the, the song is called Oh Children. But it's, yeah. I, I, think it, I think it works because it reminds you 
these are children. These they, are children who have yes. been set on this quest, and and they have not had a chance to be children. They've got the weight of the the world on their shoulders, and they don't get to just be stupid kids like this ever. It, and there's a really it's odd not- like. I'm sorry. There's a really odd swag that that Dan Harry is setting right here yeah. because what he's doing right now is he is cheering up Hermione by confidently dancing with her. Yeah, but like an idiot. But <laughs> he's not being all Joseph Gordon-Levitt. God, that guy is so suave and sexy yeah. about it. He's being a goofball, but it's still hyper confident, and yeah. that's a really it is. Well, that's, a fine, having, that's a fine line to walk. But it's very he's, very Harry. He's it's, comfortable with her. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, exactly. They're, it's he a comfort has thing. nothing to hide from her. Here's the thing: they they play it the way they see it. This is being played as a this next moment here um, is played as. Will they? Won't they? There's a moment where it could go further in the, yep. the way they're playing it, and then she chooses not to. That Be- isn't what it is because me. I yeah because I I read the book and I knew it's won't they won't. Um, that's not how I read it. I read it as it's you know a brother trying to cheer up his sister, and that moment is him looking at her like, "Are you okay? Are you Did okay? It work? Like, yeah. Did it work? Can we be?" people again and, and she's, she's like, like no nope, and she's like no she's like thank you yeah. i clean thank you f- no. yeah thank you for that but no i'm sorry and that's sorry. the vibe i got watching it for the first time without having read the book yeah mm-hmm. i didn't yeah. imagine there was a genuine romantic yeah movie. i didn't i didn't feel that look guys thank god harry kissed the snitch this day because <laughs> otherwise we would have been here for a long time yeah one thing we I, I kind of miss and this this kind of speaks to how this movie could have been different if you put in the stuff about the um the uh, the portrait that Hermione also has that she took from Grimmauld Place, yeah, and um, because they get some information from that source, and it actually turns out that that uh, betrays them because she mentions, I think she mentions where they're going to go, and then he reveals that. Um, that's how they get. Uh, that's how Dumb the portrait of Dumbledore knows to tell Snape. Take the sword. Go. We, we know where they are. Yeah. Well, he take the sword, and t- but it's Gryffindor's sword, so he's like, you can't give it to them. You got to do some stupid asshole thing that's really tough. So he's got to be courageous to get it. And then he, so he's like, okay, I'll put it in a friggin' frozen pond and stuff. Perfect. <laughs> you know, Snape. Oh wow. Snape walked up to like where they were, and he was like, ugh. But my, my point is, this, <laughs> just walked yeah. away. This film could have been a lot goofier in that way. It could have been. It could have had a lighter tone, a more, a slightly more whimsical tone, right. and they cut that stuff out. Speaking of the ways this could have gone in the chat, Graham just said. Rowling has said though that if Ron hadn't come back, it could have gone the Harry She's, Hermione. She route. said as she was writing it, she felt a tension kind of building between them. As as you know, here's what would happen if Ron hadn't come back. Harry and Hermione would have wound up being. They would have slept with each other a few times, drifted away as friends. They both would have wound up miserable. All three of them need each other in each other's lives, or they they just fall apart. Period. It's one of those things. It just happens when when you're young enough that like you know you can't lose someone from that dynamic, or especially not at this stage. You know when like yeah, it just wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Based on what I know of people, they'd have banged like five times, got into a fight, never spoken again. Harry would have died. <laughs> it would have been a really bad book. Yeah. So I'm it's glad a good thing Ron that didn't happen. Back. Otherwise, he would yeah. have died. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've seen nah, that happen yeah, to people right. like a million times. Um, now Harry and Ron, dance, you know what that dance actually does remind me of? Uh, it's not unlike in what it accomplishes that dance in uh, the diner in Pulp Fiction. Oh, because, between yeah. Travolta and Uma Thurman. Because Travolta's like, 
not going to sleep with this girl. I have to not try to be flirty right now, but I also have to be giving her a good time. But this girl needs to go outside and have fun with a person. Travolta is taking his boss's girlfriend out for a dinner. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not the same thing, but it's like, you know. Self-imposed distance in a otherwise semi-intimate setting. Yeah. Hung uh, hung a bit of a lantern here again that in the in the book they do come to Godric's Hollow with Polyjuice Potion, but they're not gonna do that here, so it's like we should have used Polyjuice Potion. It's like no. It's like okay, that's dumb, but <laughs> character wise, movie wise, it's of course Who, the right who's, choice. Who's I don't know, to be honest with you. you. What, what what whose genetic sample do they use? They they just grab some random, random muggles, muggles and, and appear as, as you know, nearby they think town it's people. random muggles because they don't pay attention, but it's like <laughs> You know, Bon Jovi and Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Just arm in arm walking through the graveyard. You could have auctioned it off. It's Mick Jagger and David Bowie, and they're like, I thought one of them was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Dude looks like a lady. I don't know. Like, I see what you're saying about it makes movie sense for him not to do the Polyjuice Potion thing, but to me, it only makes movie sense. Yes. As in, well, yeah. At, oh, sure. As in, like, his reasoning for not doing that does not hold no water. it's terrible and absurd but but emotionally us as viewers we need harry to be the one that we're able to connect with bear in mind at. he he d- okay like you wake up tomorrow you don't have a place to live you don't have anything to do you can do magic but that's it you can't go talk to anyone you love or they will die so far you're describing me keep going you, you, there's some everyone in the world is out to kill you for all intents and purposes yep still me it, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. You know, like, this guy has nothing. He has no idea where to go to fix it. And he's never seen his parents' grave. You know? And everything he does is pretty much equally dangerous at this point. It's true. You know what? I'm going to go visit my parents' graves. And you know what? I I could drink nasty mucus potion, or I could just do this, and if something happens, great! I'm no longer in the woods with nothing happening. (laughs) Does anything happen in the woods? I feel like for however long you want to go to the woods, you can reliably plan on nothing happening there. No, that's no. not true because well, they, sometimes bears should have come used along the cloak as, as Graham points. Uh, they interact with this the, is with so the creepy. The, the, oh yeah, what, what the, this, the pan what around this, to reveal, especially up. when you know what she is. Yeah, it's creepier if you know, but haven't seen it yet. Like when you've read the book, but just see that figure. Because when I read the book, I was like, "How does that work?" Like it doesn't. So it's got to be some like really dark magic stuff making those legs move. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really vague on how the reveal actually happens. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, clearly you don't care. But uh, about spoilers at this point. Yeah, why are you that old to this woman is a corpse <laughs> with that giant with the snake Nagini in it. snake inside yeah. of it, being animated by dark magic, which uh, J.K. Rowling is. She's kind of twisted. A housewife. Yeah. Not even a housewife, just like a single mom from England. There's a... Middle class. In the in the book, this scene, this is his house that's been destroyed. And when he when he touches the wall or the fence, a little sign pops up that says, you know, on this site at, on yeah. uh, October thir- 31st, uh, 1981, uh, the potters were killed and et cetera, et cetera, oh, et cetera. Oh, that's creepy. And but scrawled on the scrawled on the the sign are messages of support to Harry. Just like hundreds, um, yeah, just hundreds of, of of like we love you, keep yeah, fighting. we love you, keep We're fighting wherever you. you are, all of that. Just strangers, people he's never heard. It's of. a great, it is a great moment in the book, and it mirrors the first book too. 
Does it? Yeah, because everyone Harry oh, meets in the first yeah. book is like, Harry Potter is That's the true. best person in the world. Um, uh, well, uh, obviously, this mirrors the first book coming back to uh, the place God, where it happened. I just don't even like looking at her. Yeah, she's so. this is so good. It's uh, the most part unsettling of the part of this movie. But uh, the, the point with the sign, that's not in here, and I think that's a good choice because you actually... Grin, it that's would, Grindelwald. It would badly diffuse the tension to get those messages of moral support. Right. Right now we're building that yeah. desperation. Ron and her uh Ron. Harry and Hermione have to feel absolutely alone and unsupported in the situation for the the fear and and stuff to build. So, um I th- I while it while it's very moving in the book, it would have been the wrong choice here and and they made the right choice to to excise it. Uh I, yeah. I don't like being in this scene. <laughs> yeah. It's also just I, very dark. Old ladies by themselves kind of creep me out. Don't know why. It's kind of cruel. <laughs> I want to be nice to older people because, you know, they're, you know, no reason not to be. They're just people. But whatever it is, some childhood drama, old ladies kind of creep me out, especially when they're trying to be creepy like they are in this movie. Uh-huh. But you add in the layer of a d- giant snake, dead lady, magic making that work and then she keeps looking at him like that yeah yeah it's kind of creepy for those of you who have just joined us for the record we've been going for 18 hours yeah Uh the sound design for the horcrux is oh but but in exactly the right way like the scritching like oh that's interesting nails oh and also thank you amber they really just yeah go for it yeah he doesn't realize that yeah. that's he what's happening in the because book. He, yeah, he doesn't know that. The book yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying that the subtitle just says, yeah. nope, that's that's what it is. Like it's just every now and then he dreams in parcel tongue. Yeah. And he doesn't uh, notice. The, the moment coming up pretty soon where. Uh, this is a cheat here. Yeah, you don't get to see the uh, the corpse. She she finds what's left of, you know, the innards of yeah, Batilda. The, the hollowed out Batilda back well, shot. That's the ho- the, basically, the snake is wearing her skin. Right. And, and, and her, her skinned corpse is oh, lying God. in the uh, bathtub. Oh, this the moment, the moment that comes up uh, in a second where the snake attacks him and knocks him through the wall, uh, that is the stunt that broke a stunt man's neck oh really yeah uh, it didn't kill him but paralyzed him and uh he he's paralyzed from i think from the from the neck down um, uh probably permanently yeah that's a shame he um why did they even use a stuntman for that hmm why did they even use a stuntman for that i didn't because they don't want to they don't want to let friggin was it that just now no it was it was him going through the wall yeah i mean not that yeah i don't know if they actually had shot a take or if it was still the test of well, that particular well, rig but something went wrong okay and they they i was gonna say if there was a take and he got paralyzed they better have used that take, unless <laughs> yeah. he told him not yeah. to. but he's but he's you know that's that was a stuntman that that grew with the films he was harry's uh stunt double for uh, you know, up until this point, and right. and he and Radcliffe are basically like best friends. So, right. um, so that was a very difficult thing. But everyone, you know, loves the guy, and he's very he's in the behind the scenes and talks about it, and he's um extremely upbeat. The the thing presumably his situation has not since changed. Uh, presumably not. Yeah. Um. Although the, I mean, but, although although he has he was talking about he he was slowly kind of physical regaining abil- certain abilities, um that that he wasn't able to do before we, he's we've gotten a lot better with spinal injuries yeah. a lot over but the last um 10 years. uh the one thing that's missing from that sequence or the thing that's missing from that sequence that um amped it up even more in the books is they're fighting the snake oh, and harry Voldemort is on his way. harry is getting a you know gets his his uh his you know, google glass. alert that <laughs> voldemort is on his way 
and he's and he's you know the snake is not trying to kill him the snake is trying to constrict him and hold him so Voldemort can get there and they're freaking out they're trying to fight the snake he's he's screaming he's coming he's coming and uh, it's just so so masterfully done in the book and it's so intense and and terrifying and they you know he's he's seeing in his he's seeing both through Voldemort's eyes and his own eyes and he's like Voldemort is literally 50 feet away from the house he's when they literally like to about away. to come through the window yeah when they apparate through the window yeah exactly it's that close so um and remember, i understand why established that, that he has yeah, no it's, chance it's, against it's, Voldemort I, yeah visually i don't know how you would be able to get that tension because so much of the tension in the book is because you have that pov because you can see both internal yeah. monologue from harry that you're able to to sense it well yeah. i can see how they do it they just well, show they Voldemort do a lot of cutaways across and I, the sky and yeah. harry being like ah he's almost here like he does a lot yeah. it, it could work but it, it wouldn't have the same feel it would seem that so. it would feel a lot like other scenes and it wasn't necessary I I was tense enough in that scene. (laughs) It's interesting. I didn't get in the movies watching them the first time that that these side trips were failures, going to uh, uh, see Batilda Bagshot and going Mm -hmm. to uh, see Xenia Felius Lovegood. But in the book, they are depressed every time. (laughs) They they go looking for a clue, and they kind of get something, and then they go, oh, my God, we almost got killed, and then they escape back to the wilderness. At this point, they're literally (laughs) just throwing darts at a board like, well, we could go anywhere and have just as good odds. To the movie's credit, this made me feel like the plot was finally advancing, and that's – you don't – get that same feeling in the book really yeah that well you get the time where you get to read portions of skeeter's book um which which yeah there's whole chapters of books quoted in the book and then there's a whole letter quoted in that chapter of that book inside the book yeah it's like flashbacks within flashbacks within flashbacks to, uh, to be honest i i i enjoyed that i enjoyed learning more about dumbledore i enjoyed Again, discovering that he was, he wasn't like Gandalf. He was he was a human being. He made bad choices. It's uh, when very he Tolkienian, was younger. but Tolkien put those in an appendix, right? But uh, we're le- we're learning what Harry is learning, you know. So I, I don't know. I liked it, yeah. I, but but maybe it was because you know I had one I mean, book left. I'm like keep to keep it coming as many pages. I don't need, want. We this need to. Fill, <laughs> we want to flesh this out so we understand how you're wrapping this up. Because yeah. otherwise. You're pulling something out of a hat. I mean, they're learning a little something every trip, but it's taking a long time. This yeah. is not it's, set up properly. Uh, no. This? Well, well the, the, the this is... It, it, it shouldn't be set up This right is now. a mystery. Yeah, this is I meant mean, to be mysterious. It's, it's, it, are, you could argue then it's not set up properly in the book, because the book it's like, well, this is odd, and let's yeah. follow what, it, because my instinct says this they, is something good. Obviously, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, Really, this story ends with time turners again. <laughs> That's how you're ending it, because obviously the last time he saw a deer that wasn't his, it was his. It was his. <laughs> yeah. And the only way that works is if right. we're doing time travel again. I would have been pretty mad if that yeah. the case. Ooh, it could have been Ginny. It's a doe versus that, that a was, stag. That was another. So. Yeah. A female deer. <laughs> Which they make it, which you know, there's there's a point about that. Is like, did you cast that? No, no, mine has mine has antlers. But Jenny's probably wouldn't have been a doe. No. Well, no, but I mean, they, no, Jenny's is. Uh, we know what Jenny's is. It was a uh, um, uh, 
Hermione from a crib. It's a ferret, isn't it? Banana Maybe. slug. No, no, no. Hermione is Damn. an otter. Tasmanian we devil. saw it, and I can't remember what it is. I'm sure we can look it up. A Kodiak Electric bear. eel. It does. <laughs> that would be cool, jaguar. though. Just a tentacle razor. Baby unicorn. Janice Patronas. Come on, internet. Tell me. Uh, it's a horse, of course. That's, That's the first one we see. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one we see in that sequence. Yes, she casts of course it, it is. And I totally forgot. Um, so yeah, here it's underwater. It's like I can't. You can't just lay it there because the sword's gonna be like, nope, not tough enough. Bye. And so yeah. he's got to. He's, but it comes he has to in earn the it. hat. Yeah. Well, because he has to earn occasions. it. Yeah. I, I love how the sword is like, facing a basilisk. That that's courage enough. To him. Yeah. You literally can't like you have. You have what do you think? You're a tough guy. Like you have to like be do something macho and pointless just to hold the sword. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember. <laughs> That's literally what it is. He's just. <laughs> and so I'm sure, dumb. like when it's laying on like Dumbledore's desk, it's like he wants to take it somewhere. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. and he like jumps off the top of his like office desk, yeah. like really high. <laughs> See? I can't remember if they changed the line for the mo- the line for the movie, but I love Ron's and line. And he after grabs this. it it's by like, the blade. Yeah, you grab everything middle, else dude. off, but not this. Yeah, really, not the the sigil of dark evil in his. You yeah, know, that's totally going to neck. panic. Oh, and by the way, it wouldn't have mattered because he was about to grab it by the blade again. Yeah. No. They're, uh, they're afraid yes, of getting separated from because the Because if they let go of it, it can't choke him. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really afraid of someone stealing it. They're afraid them. of losing it. But they they, so. they just carry the cup around later. Yeah. They well they. <laughs> There's a joke that it looked really weird carrying that around their necks. Yeah. <laughs> and and excuse me, why did he surface when that happened? What do you mean? Um. Well, it was choking him. It wasn't squeezing the air out of his lungs. Nothing about surfacing was going to help in that scenario. No, it was pulling him towards the Could surface. Be, that's not how I it's interpreted be better. it. Like I interpreted it as it started choking him, and he was like, Shit, "No, it was pulling like, him. It was pulling him away from the sword." But there's there was ice above him, so there was nowhere. I didn't know. Really I didn't know it could fly, or whatever. Yeah, I, the rules are kind of arbitrary. I like. I thought the he's. Did you cast the dough? I, I I like that Ron's not the one who's like, dude. My it's a dog. It doesn't even sort of look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yours at least looks like that, but with handlers. I mean, what do you? What are you doing? Well, they can change. Yeah, and they can. That's true. They can. It's not even a good People dog. It's like a spaniel. One of the ways that they get away with, I don't know if it's in the movie. I know it's in the book. One of the ways they get away with uh, Harry blasting away some Dementors with a uh, stag Patronus, even though the Death Eaters know to watch out for one, is when they go to question Aberforth about oh, it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got like, a goat. What are you talking about a stag? It's a goat. Yeah. So, right, you yeah. Know. Apparently, there's a lot of confusion about what four-legged animals look like in this yeah. community. Well, it, it's blurry and blue. You know, it's easy to... I, I love this scene. I Once the Horcrux opens and the, this me explosion too, of... Me too, for more than one reason. Explosion of meat evil, decay, tempting, awful, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's wonderfully executed. They didn't even try to hit it while it was closed. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. Let's Just start. Just one try. Just... Yeah. Well, if that were a normal locket, that... Sword, if it were a normal sword, would not cut through that locket. It's true. Probably. So, not in that way. The, um. This is literally like just getting sprayed with fear toxin and. Yeah. Th- then having to fight Batman with a sword. Like, it's. Yeah. This. The way they're, uh. The, 
the way the the effect is designed and they're kind of hyper uh you know cleaned up it looks almost identical and i i feel like it was probably deliberate to it reminds um, me of the engineers it re- this reminds me of um uh when galadriel went yeah, yeah, went, that yeah. Too, that too. I, I was gonna say that shot of uh harry really reminds me of the moaning myrtle look yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. Too. yeah. now i don't know if we if i think i don't know if you guys talked about this in the last podcast or what but after this here's this what happened much different from what they both him in real did, life by the way yeah, yeah. Here, here's what happened the, uh, every single interview that like harry or well, harry that either one of these actors had to do for the next six months they were like hey so what was it like to make out with your co-star and in every single one Emma was like, it was really weird yeah. and like unpleasant, and we just wanted to get it over with. And in every single one, Dan was just kind of like, it was kind of nice actually. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Cool. Um, I don't think she minded. I don't think, uh, as far as the film goes, I don't think the film grammar makes it clear. There's n- there, there isn't a fake out where you think Ron might be, might have the, the, was the, going the, to kill Harry. The Horcrux got through to him, and he was going to kill Harry. That's, I mean, I can see why you might think that. Yeah. I just it didn't get me. No, yeah, the movie the movie that. doesn't pull that in no. at all, and they they it seems like they're tr- they wanted to do that, and I and in the behind the scenes they were clearly trying to uh, you, you see them kind of uh, you know Yates directing the scene. That's clearly what he was going for, but the way it came together, that that moment doesn't play at all. The geometry of where they are and. Uh, where everyone's moving just yeah. plays against it. There's not well, the, and, and there's not a there's no there's no cuts of Ron looking evilly at anything, right. you know, or, or, or with intent. There's just he gets up and and appears to go straight for the Horcrux. It's not well. Andre in the that. in the in the chat asked, "Does anyone else feel that Hermione? Her, Hermione? Seriously, I've been reading this <laughs> shit for like 15 years. Uh, Hermione's assets have been, shall we say, overemphasized digitally in that fantasy shot with Harry. Potentially, uh, I no, know. I don't think so. What a great makeup not, scene! Not so much so that you would yeah. uh, like." notice a difference in size although i will say in that in Shape, that uh, maybe i love I that know. bit give me my wand where's my wand yeah no, no seriously no, like now. the first thing she would do is try and kill him yeah literally I, try and be I, like if you survive you deserve to live yeah i will say at, in the in the after the shot where um she they're almost caught by the snatchers they she, he smelled my perfume and they're coming down the hill um i did that shot and there was uh there was a little bit of back and forth on how dimensionalized her breast should be <laughs> so nothing to do with her it's not like she was being a diva there was just there was just a round, on that a, a round note, of discussions on that very fun little note I have, uh, I have a really important announcement to make oh mm-hmm. Rob CEO against malaria foundation just oh. donated $500 what? whoa Holy Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Uh, in addition to Laurel and Amber recently, just in the last 20 minutes, we've gone from in the 3500s to in the 4200s. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And far and away, $500 is the largest single donation of this entire Fantastic. thing. Fantastic. So thank you, Rob. Thank you. And go against malaria and awesome and, you know, we're happy to do our part, but damn. Your part is something to be feared. Yeah. So thank you very much, sir. I thank appreciate you very it very much. much. This explanation just, it's a little bit, it's the one deus ex machina that just doesn't seem that yeah. it's that it's built up. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't redeem him. Just kind of ends this so we can move on. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think this, the, the, this bit is kind of brilliant. <laughs> I, I thought, I was surprised that it, it didn't play this way. 
quite in the book. I thought the writing here was quite good and the acting was good. It was just like, why'd you leave? I was mad. Why'd you come back? Wasn't anymore. How'd you find us? Had a thingy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> let's get, let's finish this. <laughs> Moving on, right? Right? Yeah. That's what it boils down like to, guys? yeah. Um, the, seriously, the, is there any other thing that we learned here? You get a little... No, because, uh, that, because that's all the Deluminator really right. accomplishes. Yeah. Otherwise. In, in the actual book I, they haven't yet heard like the radio broadcast and stuff so yeah. him coming back they get more information True. yeah but we've already introduced all of that anyway so i do miss uh what i miss is the is the exchange between them um because he he basically says uh dumbledore gave this to me because he he knew i'd uh you know i'd i'd yeah. want to uh well, he's saying it right now uh dumbledore left it to me i needed to find my way back um, and she'd lead me. It, the, I prefer the um, the book text. I prefer the book text because because what Ron says is he he's he even hit, he kind of hits that insecurity again. He says, you know, Dumbledore gave this to me because he knew I'd leave, and and Harry says he gave it to you because he knew you'd want to come back, yeah. which is a good line. Yeah. Hey, people in the stream, watch the uh, donate meter. This is gonna be fun. Oh. Beep. Yeah, that was fun. Beep. It animated up. Yeah, wow! Thanks again, Rob. That's that's amazing. And we, we we'd like to take this time to announce that uh, Fig will be matching every <laughs> every single donation from this point forward. Oh, you know what's not happening? Um, that, but now, and just now you we, should donate as though he were going to. Awesome! This is great. Yeah, keep it coming. Very cool, you guys. Thank you. Did you say that the CEO of the foundation, the CEO of AMF, according to the donation page there? But I know right. that Jim has been talking to uh to, to him over the course of the day from Chicago. So, so the I CEO like- of the place we're donating to donated money through us <laughs> to him. <laughs> no, it's from, is that what happened? No, he's not donating from the. It's it's his personal. I think from his personal funds too. That what, is my, that is my understanding. Of it. Well, well, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna ask yeah, for yeah, it. Really you, you're, you're I don't know. It's none of my business. I've he's been awake a, for 53 oh, hours, so. But um, I like the little detail that uh, the color acid green is associated with Rita Skeeter quite a lot. And I like yeah. the detail that the, the, the edges of the pages of her book are colored acid green. That's a nice touch. Yeah. I forget if I, I – no, I didn't say it on this episode because I was taking a cat nap for the first couple uh, – Mm-hmm. First little bit of it. Welcome back, uh, Seth. But in in dude, we're we're on hour nineteen here yeah, in a second. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you are. I was half awake through most of it. Um, I think in this upcoming sequence where we see Luna's house, I really do miss the uh, very quick shot in the book where uh, Harry's trying to figure out where Luna might be, and he looks upstairs into her room, yeah. and he notices there's dust and everyone. That's where they realize something's wrong this is great but he sees that luna has hand done yeah. uh, artwork of all of them you know uh, uh hermione and ron and harry and uh neville and the mural and um and Ginny, and it's all ringed with a chain that's just <laughs> friends friends just you know duplicate all over and it's just such a heart-wrenching thing to see this yep. is such Luna a is sweet awesome. girl. She should have been in Hufflepuff. And this, these are her only friends. 
This is a the uh, the only thing about her that keeps her in Gryffindor instead of Hufflepuff is the fact that she's brave enough to go out there. No, she's, she's Ravenclaw. Yeah, she's Ravenclaw. Oh, she's Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw? Yeah. yeah, I thought she was Gryffindor. No, she's Ravenclaw. Why in the world is she a Ravenclaw? No, she used to be a Hufflepuff. She loves conspiracy theories. I guess that's part of the yeah. beyond measure. How do you know I'm not the sorting hat? I don't tell you what articles of clothing you aren't. <laughs> I'm not going to delve into the logic of that one because my head will start hurting. I really do, uh, and this is also a really nice sequence where they go into the animated storybook style retelling of, yeah, the, this is of the fairy tale. Yeah. This style is kind of, I mean, it's a really pretty look, and it's also sort of a kind of a random decision, though, don't you think? Where it's well, like, I'm, I'm going to go kind of spooky with it as I, as I ha- am having this story told to me, I'm bored. I mean, I've heard it before, but right now I'm bored by this story. We've spent the last 45 minutes figuring out, okay, um, th- there's a fairy tale we should look into. That's where we've gotten... Uh, okay, sorry. They they destroyed one Horcrux because it was at the bottom of a puddle and Snape put it there. And we're trying to figure out th- uh, what's going on with this weird fairy tale. <coughs> this has taken how long? Like, hasn't it literally been 30, 45 minutes since this, this whole thing started? Sure. It do, don't... I mean, do you see why I'd be a little bit bored by this? Okay, I love this. Like yes, this is cool. Three brothers. It, it is this a distraction, is cool. and even in the book, once they leave here, they're like, "Well, that was a complete waste of time." Yeah. Well, uh, except, except that w- within the, <laughs> the the film itself, th- once you get to the end of it, you go, "Oh, I get it." The the reason we wasted all that time is because Xenophilius Lovegood is purposely keeping them yes. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To delay no, them. But then it's just another near escape, and then. Back. What? What is it? Back well, just to, in terms of plotting, that's another thing where it's like. So now someone's no, actually caught. standing on the plot. They're caught because of because of this ultimately. Mm, right. Um, yep. In the in the movie in the in the book it's oh, because right. some it's because Harry says Voldemort and and there's the taboo and stuff like that. But uh, the the snatchers manage to follow them. To Can't the really fault him on that one. He's had what so you know, cool. six years, seven years now yeah. of being the one person who says I'm going to say the yeah, name. The habit. Forget of, that. You know. <laughs> It's, it, yeah, it's hard to get back into the habit of. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this is this was a fantastic choice because you have to tell this. You do have to tell this whole story to kind of. Uh, I want to watch m- this movie. Make any sense of? Yeah, it it actually does feel weird because I just I watch this and I really enjoy the style and then it feels... when it goes back to live action, you go what? Wait a second, wanna... there's people again. What if there was some way to? <laughs> fit this in you know what it feels like is is japanese shadow puppets yes right yeah, i think it's too. meant that yeah. way yeah but what, what if there was a way to fit this in at the end of the previous film hmm to set up the the search no that should be the, the cold open well but it, they're not the cold open they're, they don't they're know. not starting the search for the hollows they're starting to search for the horcruxes yeah they don't know about the hollows so until, that's, that's why well, it's a you, cold open you, you rewrite that's why Right. We're rewriting. This is a very cold open. What? What? Why did they tell me that? And then yeah. we find out later. And we save a lot of time. I don't think we save any time. We're using the exact same amount of time to... No, I, I propose that we spend less time tramping around the forest and doing this at the house. Mm. 
we, uh, we get to the right. house and it's like, hi, Xenophilius. Is Luna here? No, she is not. Well, there's blah, no blah, point. Blah. There's no point in going there at all. There's no point in going to, to Zeno's house at all at that point, because the only thing they the only information they gain there is this. Yes. Is the fact that the Deathly Hallow symbol refers to this story? Well, maybe they find. Some I just other like to think that the guy talks in animations. To ask to, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's technically uh, Hermione who's telling the story. I mean, don't you feel like this has kind of been a large waste of time of the first half of the movie? Because uh, at this point, in almost every other movie, so, you know, there's been some peril. There, I mean, I, I mean, I guess the snake. I, I just, I don't know. Something about it feels different. Maybe it's because they aren't at Hogwarts, right? So there, there aren't as many people to interact with. So all, all the interaction has been between three characters uh-huh. for now. Well, I mean, we, we've already put our finger on it. What the, what the issue is is that there's nothing driving the plot forward for the whole middle part of this movie. Right. They there are people the in trying to figure out the plot, and then they get to this house where a guy kind of stands on the plot, hoping that they won't get to the plot. The answer to how they become not lost anymore is too realistic. <laughs> Like they use detective work. I and think. I think it. it out. I, I honestly think it winds up. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know. I like. I, I said earlier. <coughs> I've gone back and forth on whether or not I would have liked to have this stuff come up earlier. But I feel like each, each book is. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a long term mystery with the the Voldemort storyline. But each book introduces new information and new ideas. And this book was the book where they introduce this stuff. Um, I feel like at this point in the series, we should be beyond mysteries, yeah, solving mysteries, sure. and into a thriller that's then going to propel us into an action. I guess that's right. fair, yeah. I don't think the beginning of the last book should be, so what do we do now? I think at the end of the second to last book, it should be like, oh my God, no. we have to do that. No, no, but, 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 but that's exactly the thing that you expect to do at the end of it, which is why I love that that. They, they, a lot of a right. huge portion of this final volume is. So what do we do now? It's like I friggin' I don't, I don't know, man. Is, That's I don't not like it. Being I am a, a kid. <laughs> I like the idea of the last of the second to last book maybe ending like that but because that's a cool idea for an ending like they are gonna have no idea what to do but then at the beginning of this we at least need to know what they're going to do because otherwise it's just like okay. this should be the third act no I, of I, the I, overall story mm-hmm. and therefore mm-hmm. at the end of the previous film they, they should that's the second act break they they learn the thing that they need to learn in order to solve the overall conflict, but, well, and then here they they should be powering through that. And okay. instead, well, but what, we're, what we're talking camping. about, what we're talking about, is what happens in part two. Right. This is this is setting up so we get to do that in part two, basically. Maybe and by right. the way, I have I have a half hour movie right. where they don't know what to do. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, sure. But I I have well, a theory that was about either, that. That's either this one or the previous one. So I mean, you know, yeah, that's going to happen somewhere. somewhere. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe part of the problem is there are too many freaking horcruxes. Seven is too many horcruxes. I'm well, no, you could solve. You could take two movies. Really, to find the diadem of Rowena Ravenclaw. That's important in the last fifteen minutes of the book, movie, whatever. Well, here's my the thinking on this. The diadem of Rowena <laughs> Ravenclaw. Diadem. Diadem. The diaphragm. Uh, why is that important now? <laughs> they knew. The it doesn't even sound important. Haman and Clovis and Yates, all these people, they knew <laughs> that the last thing on earth that they are going to allow to happen to themselves is to have the last movie in Harry Potter be anything but the most loved version of what they could possibly make. Yes. So, what they're doing is all the stuff in Deathly Hallows that needs to be there but is boring goes into this movie, and they did their best to make it exciting. 
But they put all the stuff that they knew was a surefire winner in the last movie so that they know people are going to walk out of the and series they humming the thing. Yeah, humming the yeah, thing. They, they left out a bunch of stuff that was really important. Well, they did. Yeah. But their idea, what I'm talking about now is just simply in terms of, guys, I want people who don't care about Harry Potter to be able to watch the last movie in the series nope. and go, that Shut was fun. Shut up, them. Shut up, them. You don't that's get right. to come in at the end of eight no, movies no, 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 and, and no, 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 understand it. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. That's the thing. What? What? This has nothing to do with anything that happened in the previous seven books. Uh, well, and the characters do somewhat, but I no. Sure. We met. We met everyone other than the main three characters in this movie. We met Xenophilius in this movie. Mm, well, did we? we? Olivander, we didn't meet in this movie. Yeah, the Malfoys, we didn't meet in this movie. Okay, fine, the, but the point is, uh, the, the every... idea of Hogwarts, we didn't meet in this well, movie. All right, <laughs> the color blue there's, is in this movie. There's <laughs> magic, apparently. That's yeah. weird. But my point is, like, we didn't know about the. There's Horcruxes, and Whoops. those only happened like yesterday. Smashes. Yeah, and there's uh, Deathly Hallows that happened juice. ten minutes ago. And we're what an hour forty five into this movie? What? Are we, how far into this movie are we're we? We're two hours just we, about. We've we been watching for two hours, and all we've learned is that there's a story ta- storybook tale that needs looking into. Yeah, Th- unfortunately, I I do think there's a problem with that because there is a portion where Harry is obsessed with the belief that the Hallows are real, and yeah, we here, don't even know if they are yet. Here, well, here it's literally the Hallows. We learn about the Hallows just in time for him to have a vision about Voldemort and and sit up. Five minutes later, and go. The Hallows are real. He's going after the Elder Wand. I get it now. And, and then it's yeah. like, oh, I guess so. Yeah, that was a fun two hours. And the big climactic action scene is they run. Sometimes some, they jump. There's some funny uh, uh, behind the scenes stuff about this scene where uh, a lot of people they, broke they their just ankles. Ab- <laughs> they just obsessed about which one of them was faster, so they ruined a couple <laughs> takes just racing. <laughs> I can totally believe that. Like, yeah. dude, no Why way, not? No way is Harry faster than Ron. Are you insane? <laughs> Harry's better at everything than Ron, and then Hermione's just like streaking past them. Yeah. Shut up. They've got a pretty decent course. Why not run for it? Yeah. It's a rally stage. I, I do like that they made it this. They were caught in they were caught in their tent in uh yeah, in the book. I lo- this is the That's one right. clever bit that I love. Just, and she, she and as soon as they're face. surrounded, it's like they put the lights out, and she whips around and blasts him in the face. Yeah, like she's she's thinking faster than than anybody else can. So yeah, here's the here's the bit where it's like, okay, so Satan just visited visited Hitler in his prison, <laughs> and in the book, Hitler is like, no, dude, I'm not helping you out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I just can't. Um, but here, the, he, and we are looking at you know, how does he know it's. The elder the man, one the man is with Dumbledore. Dumbledore fell in love with. That's interesting. <laughs> because that's that's Grindelwald. Yeah. He w- he had the elder one. Dumbledore defeated him and took his wand. So he's. And, I had and the now elder it's wand. Fifty years later, how does he know the wand is with Dumbledore still? I guess that's in true. I, I guess um, he would have. I guess he would have known if Dumbledore had been. I think, because because the belief, um, uh, the belief which turns out to be erroneous, um, is that in order to become the master of the elder one, you have to kill the previous owner. Yeah, you have to you know defeat the previous owner. That's like how my old car was. And so, so if he's not dead, <laughs> no, no, you he do have you do. So, so that's not the case. The fact that he so you do have to the, defeat he he the died. Previous owner. Yeah, you have to defeat him. But but Voldemort believes that means kill him, and it doesn't. And all it really means. And is they also uh, lose track of who it. that actually meant. Yeah, and uh, so right so so right. Grindelwald is basically saying, look, he only died once. And uh, you know, unless that that person took his wand, 
pretty it's high, pretty high profile uh, burial. Actually, yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he still had the wand. So, so right now, uh, the true owner, the, the the person who is the master of the Elder Wand, is Malfoy Draco Malfoy, because D- Dumbledore was the master of the Elder Wand. Uh, Malfoy disarmed him. And then Snape killed him. Yeah. Now, when Snape killed Dumbledore, Snape killed him as he was not the ma- Dumbledore was not the master of the other one. Number right? one. Number two. Snape was doing it in collusion with Dumbledore, so it was not actually defeating Dumbledore. It was doing. Well, Dumbledore's I, I imagine it might well. have counted if, if you know. Uh, but that's getting it's very hokey, all. though. In movie this is, two, this is where, uh, by the way, they considered ending the movie with this as a cliffhanger. Oh. Um, which, reading the book, that's not. I a kind movie. of thought so, but that's exactly it. It's not a movie. There's no. There's no right. conclusion. There's no. Uh, Did you say you preferred this to part two? Because I. Uh, yes. In a way, yeah. I yes, I prefer I, this I to mean, part two. They don't mess up as much as they do in part two, but at <laughs> least <Yeah>. precisely. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but okay, well That's that's damning with faint right. praise. If you lock me in an isolation cell, I probably won't manage to, you know, choke on my food. But okay. I'd, I'd like some food, please. After a couple days. The the problem with the the uh, disarming <coughs> making you the master of the other guy's wand is we saw disarming It done happens in all the freaking time. Two. Yeah. Apparently the wand can just decide to do that. It well, doesn't always. And uh, no. th- and that's part of that's part of the question that never really gets asked. That's the, the, thing. the risk it's the risk Harry's taking because he's he's asking whose wand is, is which and, and Ollivander goes, Hey, this wand changed allegiances and Harry thinks, Okay, if that can happen, it is possible. That the Elder Wand belonged well, to Draco, yeah, and now it, it belongs is, to me. Yeah, it is Here's a large leap of faith. He's making, he's making a tremendous leap of faith. He doesn't know that that's true, but he's like, I think this is true, and if it is, it'll go badly for you. Well, the it, thing is, a, though, it, it doesn't usually matter if a wand changes loyalty, because those wands aren't the Elder Wand. Right. Like, anybody can go into Ollivander's shop, pick up any wand. If you're a reasonably mm. decent wizard, you can do something with it. Yeah. Now, when you're first starting out and you don't know any magic, yeah, you should get the wand that immediately takes a liking to you and gives you some sparks or something well, just as a favor. If you but. if if your wand gets if your wand gets busted, you want to find another one that right. kind of takes a shine to you. If you, don't you find pick one on the ground, it'll work as yeah. long as it's a functional wand. Otherwise, if you but if you can find one that has an affinity to you, yeah. so much the better. Right. But the additional problem is that later on, uh, Dumbledore, oh, Dumbledore's so, hey, po- some creative magic portrait yeah. or something claims that. Oh, Snape was supposed to get the Elder Wand, was but there, they buried right. it with him. Like, what, what kind of a plan was that? Well, the plan—the plan was that uh, Snape would be the master of the Elder Wand, but he wasn't going to use it. It was just going to be, you know, off to the side. No, so what that- the plan was was he was going to have Voldemort was going to have Snape go get the <laughs> wand, and then he was going to kill him. Well, that might not have been the plan, but it became the but, plan. But we're talking about Dumbledore's plan. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The, the only way that works is that Dumbledore says, yeah, that didn't work. Like, wow, yeah. you got to hang a lantern on, like, one of the most important elements. I want I want to the jump in wand. just back to what we're, what's going on screen right here. That sequence, I think, was one of the moments where you really start the rehabilitation of Malfoy. Yes, it's the I. The fact that he totally knows. I that's know Harry it's you. I am not going to tell my crazy aunt that it's you. Yeah, despite the fact that my, you know, my loser dad is breathing down my neck to save the family honor. Yeah. This is freaky. Yeah, 
You and combine that with the no, fact that he couldn't act, he, he couldn't bring himself to kill Dumbledore. Yeah. And yeah, he's definitely on the upswing. She's carving the word mudblood in her arm. Oh yeah. Um but the the screaming that that Emma Watson does and apparently apparently like they went so crazy that uh you know the tr- <laughs> Did the tr- you hear what Luna the, just said? You keep a curious thing in your sock. Yeah. The uh the trivia says that after after they shot that, uh, Helena Bonham Carter was like, are, are we cool? Because yeah. that was messed up. <laughs> what, what we just did. Are we okay? Are we cool? I love what's I going on like in the chat thing. room right now. Barcy Girls and Doc Sub are on about this. So I'm going to quote Barcy Girls because it's the one that's on my screen right now. Uh, she says, I agree with Doc Sub. This one, is uh, Death of Hell's Part 1, is introspective. Like the movie one, the movie three, the movie five is. And then the what? part two. Movie five is introspective? Yeah. Yeah. It's about Harry's internal monologue and struggle. And his dealing with blah, 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 blah. Did, did we not agree the, that if there was going to Hold on, to hold be... on. Let me finish the point and we'll discuss it. And then part two of Deathly Hallows is an externally motivated thing like books two, four, and six. That's what they're saying anyway. Oh, I would need more time to think about that. Book yeah, five but, yeah, is yeah, the one that's They're saying sorcerers, one, Azkaban, like, and Phoenix are internally chamber, goblet, and prince are external. Sure. Now, of I course, see, they yeah, have... Of I course, they that. have... Uh, Order of the Phoenix is... Is the most actiony one that there is. No, but it's driven by. But it's about by, Harry being all mad well, and ideally, about it. all of them are driven by internal well, motivations. Well, no, no, not. No. But they're Goblet not. Goblet of Fire is driven by them. external. The the Chamber of Secrets is driven yeah. by external. Okay. I think okay, that's probably. Okay, okay. It, okay. We're, we're not talking about whether it's a quiet or a fast, you yeah. know, actiony episode. It's right. what's what's oh, motivating. Now, now here's that's, that's another good point in the chat. Real here's quick. the end of well, here's the end of Wormtail's story. Whereas in the Fum- book, in the book, his silver hand kills him for showing for because, a moment of because mercy. he pauses which ties back to Dumbledore back in Azkaban he he saying help a pause because he when you saved Wormtail's yeah. life that's something important yeah. as a wizard that there's a bond there that something may come yeah. from that but instead he just gets knocked out and he's out of his story <laughs> never gets completed did we talk about exactly what Nate's saying there in the chat he says Dumbledore's plan was that the elder wand was going to die with him. Yes. So Dumbledore was going to die of old age, but you can only get the Elder Wand if you kill well, the guy. Well, no. The thought, the thought was that... So if he dies no, no, of old no, age, you can't get the Elder Wand. The thought was him having Snape kill him under his orders means Snape is not defeating him. So Snape does not become the master of the wand. Nobody can okay. become the master it, of the it, wand. It, it, it then just is a decently powerful wand, yeah. but not the Elder Wand anymore. It's Which, a, by oh, the way, shouldn't, it be, shouldn't we be saying it, uh, the Elder Wand... Because it's it refers to the tree. It refers to a type of tree. It's like the willow wand or yeah, the oak wand. It is. That's an we should be saying the elder wand. You, you are correct, but it is cool to say, say elder wand. It, we say it as the elder wand, as though it's the one that's older, but it's not. It's the elder wand. I the do, English patient. I do actually <clears throat> redwood wand. That aspect of Dumbledore's plan, I think, ties better into the book ending than the movie ending, because the book ending, <laughs> Harry essentially says. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to hold on to it. I don't intend to go out and get slaughtered for it. I prefer the it, movie ending, it's, actually. Y- you, you prefer getting shattered? I prefer him destroying it. Yeah. I, I, I like the smarter. symmetry of him using it to mend his Yeah, he should mend his own wand first, then, but then he should destroy it. Yeah. Um, I, I like the symmetry of, huh. of carrying out that final kind of concept of Dumbledore's plan. Uh-huh. It doesn't totally work out that way, Jeffrey, but he's inter- he points out, do we have a reverse Star Trek going on here where the odd number ones are good and the even number ones are bad? I don't fully agree with it, but no, like first more than chance, I agree with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's in there. The, the Star Trek thing is not true either. The third mm-hmm. movie is great. 
Nothing involving numbers is true, as far as I'm concerned. Prove nothing. <laughs> Math. All right, so... And here comes the sads. This is the moment where Harry wins, yep. pretty much. Right there. Yep, that's how you become the master of the other one. Yeah. Give me. Simple as that. Give me that. So, and bear in uh, mind, he does not have the Elder Wand right now. He just is the right. master. It's a transitive property well, of wands. Fact, he will never possess the Elder Wand until the very end. Yeah, because well, because Draco never possessed it. Yes, so. exactly. He is the master of the Elder Wand. He does not have the Elder yeah. Wand. He just has a wand. Let me point out that uh, Draco saved Harry's life unequivocally. Therefore, Harry owes Draco something well Harry saves yeah. his life back I Harry guess? saves his life back yeah yep, that is true in the, in the uh, next film twice I believe Rob? yeah that's true Robert don't touch that book okay sorry the webcam is cutting out um yeah so that's that's okay That that's an okay slow motion moment I'm, I'm generally yeah. not a fan of slow motion but um they earned that one I think how many that, yeah. me's want to have sex with Helena Bonham Carter me oh me too yeah. uh Disagree. I don't want to have sex with Helena Bottom Carter. I want to have sex with Helena Bottom Carter Mike, if dude. she is in character as one of her, you know, characters. Yeah. The lucky number is one inch, not a foot and a half. Uh, well, you know what? That's that's what you said. <laughs> I'll turn down the microphone and you move it to your face, please. Oh, uh, yeah. everyone, seriously, have the sad. This was up. this it, it 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 was amazing how. Mike is still off. How much this... uh... I'm not turning (laughs) you back on until it's on your face. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just... It's really... I I was most upset about this death, I think, in the book, which is is surprising because... We're wizards. Not a great, great, likable character. We're wizards, but we can't fix a stab wound. Yeah. I don't know... Yeah, I don't know why they can't... uh, Probably because something wrong with an elf or something or... She, they, they could if they had you know the proper equipment time, or potions. But they're all, they're all in shock from the the transport yeah. and yada yada yada. <laughs> there wasn't enough time. He was he's gonna die it's through the heart or whatever. There also in the book is like half a line of dialogue and that's it, and you don't get the whole speech. Yeah. So. But I think the work on Dobby is great. Oh, here. it's beautiful. Um, being close up. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's basically. He he had a dummy to to interact with. Did he have a dummy? As well or did as a, he have a like well, a sock thing? That's it right thing. there. That looks like a bit of yeah. rubber. He had a he had a dummy a full, to, to okay. work with an articulated, you know. That will one. also be in Kyle's closet. No, okay. no interest. <laughs> that's just creepy. How much do we feel like in the movie they've sort of heightened Dobby strategically so that we care right now? Well, they like, like bringing him minute. back at all. They had to. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. I think they uh, I think they made m- him more legitimately likable in the books than they really well, did. Well, having him having him throughout the books. Yes. I mean, he's been a presence consistently since movie he, movie he, Dobby I really didn't care about. Yeah, he disappeared in Azkaban, but he's he was then a presence consistently yeah. in the books from Goblet of Fire. Yeah, in the on. movies, Neville subsumed a lot of yeah. his uh, yeah. his plot points, which yeah, to the betterment of Neville, I think, but to the detriment of Dobby. In the movies, <laughs> yeah. he's very annoying when he when he first appears in the in the second film, and then, or sorry, in the books. Uh, well, no. In the movies, he's very annoying when he first appears, and then he disappears entirely and finally yeah. comes back. It, whereas in the 
books, there's lots of time where he comes back and is very helpful and therefore rehabilitates himself. <laughs> yeah. In, well, in well my I mean, eyes. You, you get the whole interaction with him and Winky for the for right. the, yeah. uh, for Winky Azkaban the, and the then Spew and then all of that. It, it, there's there's much more character time given to him, which we're just unable to, and because of all of the plots that were excised along the way. Yeah. So I and yet for all of that, I think this is arguably generally accepted as a touching way, you know, a very sad yeah. down note to end on. But yeah. is that by fans of the book or is that by people who watch the movie? I mean, how many people who only saw the movies were legitimately like, that's really sad with Doggy Dog? In yeah. the in the larger scale of things do you think what's, it's a, it's what's a, the percentage on that? Yeah, I honestly? think uh, 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 Doc Sub made a, a great point. His dying is more symbolically powerful in the movie and and more emotionally powerful in the book. I can go with a that. Death yeah, of that's true. Thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna spend two hours chasing down the fact that hey, there might be um, this fairy tale to look into. Yeah, uh, it's probably real. That if that's this movie. And the big thing at the end is like we get captured. There's some torture. We get away, but one of our guys dies. And then it's like, well, it's really more of like a symbolically impactful thing. I'm like, oh, shut up! You didn't make a movie. You know, I don't think they killed well, some time. They they did they did the best they could with the choices that they made before or that other people made for them. Well, uh, yes, in some, yeah, in I think this case. is mostly J.K. Rowling's fault. But it's like if this movie began with the end of last movie and someone hands them a note saying like look for the Deathly Hallows and then Hermione goes to the library and is like oh Deathly Hallows I'm not saying they should have done this I'm just saying if we get there immediately at the beginning and then just have the second movie what have we lost that is super important um, character development yeah but- what what well uh, you can you can have you can have you could reduce anything that way to be like what if they just knew all the information up front and shot the guy in the face what have we lost (laughs) no they got to the same end point no no, 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 that's not why you tell the story no i'm not saying that that's what they should have done i'm just saying like nothing they they didn't they didn't take an interesting and riveting path on the route to that knowledge they didn't really earn that knowledge they just survived a couple of attacks and like ran away with a piece of paper or something like it (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that because it's okay. su- such an uncommon thing to do and it's it's you know they've they've got they've got all they're going to get uh, you know leading into the next bit and we've got the information that we need um to and I think it, it definitely like we, the, the last bit we know is going to be the the action climax so this one is the let's have the character moments before the climax to, yeah. to build into maybe, it. Maybe Otherwise, it's... you're just pell-mell action, yeah. and we've had those those think, movies before, yeah. and you lose something when yeah, it's that, just I, that. I agree, I agree, but I think part of what, what might bo- be bothering me on this is I already know these characters like by heart, and I read this book, and I, I this is an abbreviated version of character development from the book. So what I, what I, what I just watched was two hours of a mediocre version of something I read better and already know about these characters. We could argue that about almost any of the it was movies. Not yeah. the, no, it, it, no, because in like, I, I enjoy this one more than most of the others. This is probably my too. second I, favorite. I, really? Of, so, so the, of the series. On, on, a re, on a rewatch, initially, I would 
say I was a little bit down on it, but on a rewatch, I do find this one. Uh, I would have very I, enjoyable. Before, before this watch, I probably would have rated this my like maybe third or fourth favorite. Now I I don't know. I mean, what it, changed for you here? I I watched this and I realized that like the plot's kind of falling apart for you. No, it's not the fl- plot was falling apart. It's like I knew at the beginning, like what like okay so. You sit down to watch a movie that you haven't watched in a little while. You're like, okay, so what happens in this movie again? They need to find out the that the about the Deathly Hollows, and they need to uh, destroy that Horcrux. And um, oh yeah, Dobby dies at the end. And then uh, okay, well okay, well uh, all right, how's that happen again? And it's like, all right, they sit in a forest for half an hour. Then the first thing happens. Then they go somewhere else for half an hour. The second thing happens. But otherwise, it's oh well. Uh, they think about it for five minutes, and then they accomplish their goal. And then another five. Well, minutes no, they I'm not saying they have to accomplish the goal, it's, but it's like if if you know it. Do you feel like they artificially inflated the running length? Yes, absolutely. I, d- I don't think there's two hours worth of plot here. I found reading the book uh, enlightening okay. in that okay. Here. Harry does more actual figuring out so that good at this. Of, about the Deathly Hallows oh, and so he sort of comes to the conclusion that he's going to be after it. Yeah. There's a lot more about Grindelwald that we learn about. Honestly, yeah. you know what I would have rather watched? That stuff here. I would have rather watched Voldemort's movie. What he's doing for these two hours. Because it's probably a lot a more interesting than what than what they're doing. Which is, he's like yeah. tracking people down who are in Siberian prisons and probably like, you know, questioning people and like doing all this crazy stuff and like hunt, breaking onto he's the, the plot. grounds. Yeah, he's driving the plot. That's the thing. Our, our heroes are just like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, Fuck it, let's go over here. Well, the Voldemort whole point, shows up and that drives the plot. The whole point of the, the entire story arc oh, at this man. point is that at this point, Voldemort is in charge. We are reactive. We are struggling to. He is ahead to, of us. He is. He has yeah. been ahead of us. He knows more things than we do. We are. Let's face it. Three teenagers. He's Voldemort. Okay. Here's. So there, there, there is. You have to play a game of catch up to a degree. All right. All right. All right. Here, here's. All right. Here's where it falls apart for me. For the record, we have plenty of time for this conversation. For about forty-five <laughs> minutes. I'm not kidding. I'm we have like forty over, minutes. For about forty-five minutes, I'm looking over this outline. Um, <laughs> we get like you know Harry and Hermione, you know, doing the stuff to protect the families. Uh, we get that scene. With Voldemort scaring the crap out of Lucius by taking his wand, we get uh, Harry's. Uh, we, we get the the scene in the Ministry, which is probably the most interesting part of this. Yeah. Um, we get uh, they're you know they're attacked by Death Eaters. Moody gets killed. Um, Ron stops Harry from running away. Uh, they get that scene with Scrimgeour about uh, Dumbledore's will. Uh, we get the first tease of the... Sounds like a hell of a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We're getting there. And then Death Eaters attack the wedding reception. That first 45 minutes, no problem with that. That sounds like a lot is happening. Now, from 45 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes... Oh, sorry. The, The Ministry of Magic thing takes them up to 63 minutes. Okay, so the first hour of the movie isn't a problem. I'm trying to find where this falls off for me. I guess it is the camping, because from and, and that's 65 a minutes, contested point. I mean, I'm from not 65 that, minutes but. to 85 minutes. That's 20 so full minutes. 20 full minutes of a two-hour, 20-minute movie. So we're still looking at okay. a running time well, sure, of a film. You can really, you can do a number entirely. on the pa- you can do a number on the pacing of a movie. Yeah, 20 minutes. They're waiting in the woods. 
uh, like they they stab a locket. That's what happens while they're in the woods. Kyle, can I pause you for a second to ask Micah a question? Yeah. All right. What what distinction would you draw between the argument he's making about this and the argument you made about Looper? What do you mean? In Looper, they go to the farm to wait for the plot to come to them, and it kills the pacing of the movie for you. It's, it's Why not, do you? It's not just that it, it's not that it kills the pacing of the movie; it oh, kills wait, the entire sorry. construction of the it. Movie. Looper. Sorry, camping doesn't take twenty minutes. Camping, if we count the trip to Godric's Hollow, which Ron isn't there for, and is really just a let's go here, creepy old lady. Oh no, a snake! Leave. Okay, so not counting that in the, uh, in the in the camping, it lasts from. You do math. Um, I would argue that Looper is not as much going and waiting for the plot to come to them. They know it's what the plot minutes. is. Looper, the, they know what the plot is, and they're they're waiting for it. This they're trying to figure out yeah. the plot. The, and Looper, Looper, but, this is this is a consistent. We have a goal. We just don't know how to accomplish it. Looper is. This movie is about one thing up until about sixty minutes in, and then it stops being about that and tries to be about something else. Okay, here, here, here's here's here. I found my problem between sixty-five minutes and and one hundred and five minutes in. All that happens in terms of like things that advance into the next movie is they find the sword of Gryffindor, they use it to stab the locket. Okay, and they find out that. There were Pevensies. That's before they get to Xenophilius Lovegood. Okay. So for 40 minutes, that's spent finding, not even finding a Horcrux, but finding a sword to stab the Horcrux with, essentially, is what it comes down to. 40 minutes in the middle of the movie. And then after that, we get the Xenophilius Lovegood scene, um, which from when they show up at his house to when they get caught, that's another 10 minutes. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you can summarize it as much. Can you to make your well, argument? I mean, I mean, there's only twenty. It. There's only twenty minutes after that forty-minute stretch of very little happening. So you're saying that forty minutes is where it your kills issue all the is. momentum of the first hour. Uh, I, I I can say I I genuinely probably enjoyed that. I don't first disagree hour, with Kyle on this. But one, after forty minutes, I'd forgotten that that I first reckon, hour happened, and I was just like, I Oh my god, point, we're still and in I'm the not, woods. I'm not saying that you don't have a valid argument. I'm saying in in my viewing of it this time the momentum that they built up going through all of that in that first hour hour 10 or whatever carried through uh okay. this time i mean that's that's personal but for me by the and again bear in mind been awake for like 55 hours by oh, the time no. by the time the credits started i had literally forgotten that the ministry of magic thing happened in this movie because that 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 camping thing, which I didn't think I minded, because I like camping, but apparently it, it just it dragged on for forty minutes, and that's enough for me to go. What well, was it drags happening? on for forty minutes if you if you keep the twenty minute interlude at Godric's Hollow, which is something well, else. Well, which, yeah, it is. It is. It's it's eighty five minutes of them. Dis, uh, at eighty five minutes, they decide to go to Godric's Hollow. Four minutes later, he finds his parents' grave. And then another four minutes later, he's attacked by Nagini. Even those breaks to go to Godric's Hollow and to go to Xenophilius Lovegood's house, those are really slow scenes. Yeah, sure. it's like Christmas, and they kind of pace through the snow, and Bethilda Bagshot doesn't say anything. And then, sure, there's a snake attack, but, I mean, well, that's let me ask just you this, fireworks. Okay, I think we all get your point. Do you think there's a version of Deathly Hallows Part 1 that you would have liked more? That wouldn't have been 90 minutes long? 
Or is this a problem with how they structured what they're going to tell, in, what part of the stories they're going to tell in which movies? Look, I mean, I, I could rewrite Deathly Hollows Part 1, the book, and, and get stoned by J.K. Rowling fans, but short of doing that, um, I mean, I would... This one's just not in the cards for you? No. Th- n- well, no. I, I Not that at all. I think the camping should be a lot shorter, and maybe that ma- maybe that ministry thing needs to be a lot longer. What? May- may- Ooh. Not, okay, okay, sorry. Let me take that back. They get into well. Let's think about it. They, I, th- I think we. I think we. We got it. They only <laughs> find out that Umbridge has the locket at fifty minutes. They leave the ministry. Let's go ahead and put the kibosh. They, on yeah, yeah. they yeah. leave I mean, the we, ministry. We get that. We uh, honestly, Kyle, we're going I, 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 at this point. No, 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 I, I get they're only about. in the ministry ten minutes. Okay, but it's not. And that's that, cool. I, I, I don't see that. That needs to be okay. So why can't? Why couldn't that be the Incredibles? What? Why? Why couldn't that be like a really, really tense? Like like corporate espionage, like crazy, like because that's a huge diversion from the book. Yeah, and that's a huge that's a huge diversion from. Okay, but over- if the book is about camping, but the, and it, it is, is. Well, it's about it's about <laughs> it's about the frustration and and getting you you yeah, know having fine. the experience that's with the fine. characters. But but the, the there's also an artifact. The of this cathartic thing after noting. that is that the book doesn't stop and make me wait six well, months yeah. but to read the second half. An artifact of how we're doing this right now is that we're not actually really participating in the character banter conversation stuff because we can't hear sure. them talking. Sure. And then and when you can't hear helped. them talking, you're not looking. You're not really keeping up with the conversation. Yeah. yeah that, that so it's just helps. like okay, stuff that I can ignore for forty minutes. Am I am I wrong for actually enjoying what? happening with the characters during the camping i but, love it no, I, 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 saying, like, I i find that rewarding i don't oh, think it kills momentum i just just i was saying that's my favorite around, part yeah, of that's the movie. what i'm saying because just because people aren't running around and doing stuff i enjoy mean that part of the book doesn't mean things aren't happening on screen that are worth investing your time the yeah. first no. time i this is only the second time i've seen this uh this film the first time i'd I seen it i had part. not yet read this book or the fine uh or i was gonna say I had not the, read the, the last complete, two. Yeah. I had not read the last two books in the series, so I was going into this completely blind, and I will admit I felt it drag a little bit. But looking at it now, having re- read everything and now going through a complete rewatch, I agree. I think it works uh, for the characters and going through. And wow, that's a lot of languages for the warnings. Oh, this is going to go on if for you, an hour. If you've read the book, <laughs> then you're prepared for that long. I guess that's long, fair time in the wilderness and it, it works because you're you're then focusing on the character development and that's fine and you're not but, anticipating the next but thing if, like, I, I recognize like me that. and a lot of people if you hadn't read the books then that comes at a time you know after a pretty exciting first hour it, it's a lot of like wait a minute what happened i thought we were going to go it's, searching for horse crosses we got I, nothing here it, it is a shift in in the 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 time and the flow of the movie, I think they earn it. But I can I can see where you're really cool where it would stumble in, people. There are some really cool moments that I like in this film while they're camping. I like the dancing, like like he, Mike and I are totally in agreement on that. I like their first argument a lot. Yeah, and I like I like her reaction when he comes back too, and I I like the 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 crazy thing that happens when they like open up the locket and try you just and think kill it's it. a little bit too padded in between those those moments that are integral to the camping. Right on. I just feel like a lot, a lot okay. of things we actually do good. happen We're in good. this movie, but they are they are spaced we've, very strangely. Yeah, we yeah. we got it. We're circling it. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's Sorry. go ahead and wrap it's up this episode, and we're going to stick around. We got, some, we got some intermissions to do oh, here for a little go. while, and we got some good topics for it. And I got something to start us off with here. We're six hundred eighty dollars to five k, you guys. I think we can get there before we do Deathly Hollows Part Two. 
if we get the word out. We gotta do some tweets. So y'all get on that. In the meantime, this has been What Are You Doing Movie? You can always find more at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum, involve yourself in the conversation. A great big community of people. It's getting bigger every day. In fact, we've gotten a bunch of people wanting to join up today, and I'm gonna put you all through right after the stream. <laughs> uh, go to uh, our website. It's or, okay, twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead. And friendsinyourhead at gmail.com to get in touch with us. And you can buy our shirts. Give us some money through PayPal. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill sitting to my right. To my right. Design and maintain the website. And until next week, my name is T. Christie. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, Seth Brower. My step. This has been What Are You Doing Movie? Thank you much for listening. Good night. Good night. Friendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>